Hey Commandos, Rooster here. And Squiggles. And you're listening to the bravest podcast in all of Kryn. That would be Call of the Crow. The Call! How you guys doing tonight? Doing uh, pretty good tonight for myself. We just had Christmas with my family, so that was nice. It was fun, a little bit early. It's what, yeah. the uh, 21st, so? Yeah. Uh, you, guys are, uh, you guys aren't waiting until the pagan holiday, December 25th? Well, that would be because... I have to work all week, so they're they're trying to work around that so we could get everybody together. And luckily, we were able to. We got the whole family together. Man, that's why you got to get on day shift, brother. That's where it's at. Then no matter what, problem solved. You always have nights free. Yeah, and you're always angry because you're on days. I am hardly ever angry (laughs) about being on day shift. Are you kidding me? I'm angry when I'm on a different shift. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, man. You work day shift. You know, it's like I get off. I can go to the bank. Do whatever. I can have game nights. I can go catch movies. I can catch a nice dinner somewhere. Like you're on afternoons. You sleep all day. You wake up and you go to work. This is true. It's like you get off work and I can go to the bar. That's cool. I mean, I don't go to the bar anymore, man. That'd be terrible for me. And then I mean, hell, even midnight's had its perks in that aspect because like you work midnight shift, you get off work, you go to the bank, you go to breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, man. Afternoons is the worst shift. I hate it. I hated working afternoons. Day shift's where it's at, man. Mm Yeah. You can do everything you need to in days. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Nah, man. Trust me. It's it's the power of days. <laughs> you get to days, man. You can go to game nights, <laughs> like full campaign sessions with like Aaron and Patches and myself. Uh huh. It's fun, man. We could always use a third. I'm just saying. That's where it's at, man. That's how you get this shit together. That's it. <laughs> All right. Other than that, what you been up to? Uh, actually, been catching up on my hero. Um, All right. Where you at? So I. Almost at the end of season two, uh, just I'm getting ready to watch uh, Deku and Baku's uh, uh, trial. Their their um, the final their uh, midterm final yeah their midterm final. So yeah, when they go against All Might. Yep, and that's literally the episode I'm on. I've watched every everybody else. Okay, so you watched everyone else pass and yep. their finals. All right, cool, cool, cool. That was just where I ended up having to stop today for whatever reason. Um, but no, I've, so I'm I'm trying to catch up on it. And man, so I've got a I've got a question about about. I know that we. They always say Deku doesn't have an uh, uh, quirk until he gets the quirk from All Might. Mm-hmm. What if his quirk is tactical? Um. Well, I mean, they have that one episode where, where they, they talk they all talk about, about like he doesn't have his toe. pinky toe. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's always a question. Like, there's always online. There's always like fan theories or like like. Well, what if your quirk is breathing in space? Yeah. Like you're never gonna fucking know. You don't go to space, I'm, right? Unless you're an astronaut, and then I mean, even then, you're probably not gonna find out if you could fucking breathe there or not. So, like, you definitely have that. Uh, no, I don't think Deku has a quirk. I think Deku is just, just like All Might. He doesn't have a quirk. I And I, I kind of, I believe that, but I believe Deku might have a small, a, at least a tactical ty- type of quirk because when he, he sees people fighting and he starts taking notes instantly, he starts looking at how can I take this on? How are they doing better? How, how can I do better myself to get to that point? And he, he starts seeing the weaknesses in everybody. Well, I think that's taken a little bit away from the character if you think that, like, that's all a quirk. No, I like, mean... Because he's getting everything he does. Like, he's got, like, I think 13 notebooks when the season op- when the series opens. Is All of that is just Deku knowing that if he wants to get somewhere, he's got to bust his ass and work five times as hard. Right. And, just, I, and I, I agree with that. It's just... It's, a, it, it's weird to me because I was like, man, what if this is a cool quirk that he just never knew he had? Like, that would be... I don't know. That would be a cool twist on on like hit you know you, they talk about uh, um i don't know 
like the story. I was like, it's the underdog story. It is. Because, I mean, not only that, now we have a guy who's got, you know, I, I just don't think that's it, man. Like, I, and I mean, I agree. I, don't get me wrong. I agree. He probably doesn't have a quirk. It's just, it was, it was just a cool thought I had while I was watching it. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like I said, I think that takes away a little bit because a lot of characters can kind of coast by on their quirks. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like, like, oh, this character can do this and he's so badass. And it's like, oh, he's already better than this, you know? And it's like, if you think, oh, he like he has some sort of like tactical quirk or something, you'll see a character that actually does have that kind of like okay. high IQ quirk later uh, whenever you get to uh, season three and they're doing their uh, provisional licensing. Okay. Uh, when you get to that arc, you'll meet a character from one of the other schools that can, that's super smart. Like, it's fucking very specific. Like, when she sips tea and closes her fucking eyes. But I think saying, like, saying that takes away a little bit from what, like, Deku can do and what Deku is. Like, Deku busts his ass and he's always like, well, I know if I want to get here, I've got to bust my tail to get here. Right. So I think that's kind of I think that's really important to kind of note about the character. So I think having a quirk right there, hey, I think that takes away because if he's like, oh, he's got a quirk, then he's, I mean, he's got a, he's got everything he already needs, right? And like just this is that every man's kind of tale. So I mean, that's my thoughts on it at least. And I, I, I don't know. I agree. It was just it was a weird thought that popped up while I was watching like towards the end of season one, and then I was like, that might actually be a cool thing to to incorporate. But no, I, I agree. I like the the underdog tale. I like that. He doesn't have the, the quirk. And I think that also that makes him that mirror of All Might. Right. Because All Might's like, I didn't have a quirk either. And then, like, you know, like my sensei saw something in me and, like, she passed on the power of one for all, you know, to me. And then I'm I'm going to pass it on to you, you know. And right. that's kind of where, like, that's the story. It's like Deku is this, like, young version, like, you know, this young All Might kind of version. So, yeah, so shit's about to get real. So, let's see. You made it through the... Uh, made it through the hero killer. Maybe okay, made through the hero killer. Did they go to summer camp? No, they're about. They're gonna they're go to summer camp. To. Yeah, they they haven't done that. yet. All right, so that means you're about midway through season two, or does season three open up with the camp? I'm oh, sorry, it's been a minute. I watched it all in, think, on a binge. I watched I think it. Season three opens up with the camp because I think I'm almost towards the end of season two. I think I think the finals are the end of season two. Yeah, I think you're right because I think there's a really weird filler episode where they're all like fucking hanging out at a swimming pool or something. Yeah. Trying to remember. I watched it all together, and I, I mean I've watched the series four fucking times. So yeah, they're gonna go. Yeah, I think that's season. But I also three. I also saw the because uh, season three, then you'll have that, and you'll have the uh, provisional licensing. And and where this where this thought of you know maybe he's got a tactical quirk came from was the the um sport the the sports contest because mm. that's where he started going. Okay, if I do this, I can do this. If I do this, I can jump here. If I you know he you started seeing that super tactical mind that Deku has, and I agree. It's 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 all that he has built himself up to do. Well, I think, I mean, he even says it there. It's like, well, I can't use my quirk right there because at that point, he's still, like, fucking hurting himself every time he uses his quirk. Right. So he hasn't figured out a way to kind of get away from that. So at that point, he knows, shit, I got to be smarter than this. So that's that's where that comes from. It's more born of necessity than anything else. It's like, I've got to take everything I've already learned and be able to, you know, do what All Might said. I have practi- to Yeah. Like I have to, practically. There we go. Exactly. So it's like All Might was like, you know, I need you to stand up and, you know, tell the world, here I am. Here Announce I am. To it. And so this is where Deku's taking that chance. And he's like, well, shit, I can't use my quirk yet. Right. Like, I'm going to use it later, but I can't use it right now because if I do that now, I'm fucked later. Right. And so that's why he has to be able to outsmart and just kind of, you know, outthink everybody else. So he's got to outfox him, you know? Absolutely. So, but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I can see, I can see the thought where it's coming from. I just, I think that takes away from the character a little bit to be like, oh, you had a quirk all along. Right. And I agree. Like I said, it was just a small thought. It was just, I wanted to get your opinion on it as well. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. 
So, like I said, I just, I, I don't dig like it. Like I said, I don't actually believe that's what's happening. I just thought it was just a weird thought that popped in. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. It, well, it's the same way, like, I don't dig, I know later on, like, using one for all, he's gonna, like, start manifesting other quirks. Oh, really? Like, in the manga, uh, and I think, like, shit's been spoiled every once in a while for me. But I know, like, he's, like, right now he's working on mastering this, like, black whip, like, energy whip he has that some mm -hmm. other user of one for all had. Oh. So he's got, not only does he have fucking one for all, and so he's got that strength quirk, he's, he's got, got well, every they, quirk. I mean, they kind of mentioned that when early on, too. They mentioned that, you know, each person makes it better each person makes it their own yeah it's adds their power their, so, adds their yeah power but they mean like it. it's also passing their power yeah. on so like you never see all might use any other quirks and strength though so it's like well we'll see i guess we'll see what happens you know what i mean right so i don't know if all might just didn't tap into that or if he didn't feel he needed that i don't know like we'll see like i said that's all in the fucking that's in the books themselves and i'm not reading those like right. i just it gets spoiled every once in a while for me like i'll be at a post or a forum and i'm like okay shit well fuck me i i didn't mean to learn that right so I know that's what the uh, the current arc is uh, in the books are in the manga are, where it's uh, he's learning to kind of master this like energy whip kind of thing. So, uh, so I don't, I don't think he's gonna. I don't know. I just I don't, just don't think he's got his own quirk to it. Who knows, man? Who knows what's just, gonna? It was just it? like I said, just a weird thought. Yeah, I just, get what you're saying. So what have you been up to then? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, finished Watchmen. That was yeah. on last week. That was fucking incredible. Uh, Watchmen quickly went from something that I was like, eh, maybe I'll check out to this is must see TV. Right. Uh, episode six came along and it became fucking like mandatory viewing. And then the past, like the three episodes after that were just, holy shit, dude, they were so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I spoiled Watchmen pretty hardcore last week, so I'm not going to go that. Uh, Cause I know, I know actually someone listened and they were like, well, I'm done here. Cause I want to, I do want to watch Watchmen. So right. I won't spoil it too hard, but let's just say the way Watchmen ended was fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, it ended in a way that I didn't see coming. Uh, that's something I really liked about the show is I tend to think to myself, oh, I think this is where a TV show is going. I, this is where a movie is going. And I do really well. And uh, like uh, the movie Eagle Eye, I don't remember if you remember that fucking movie. Like, With the uh, Shia ago. Yeah. About 10 years ago, uh, early on in the movie, I looked at Noelle in the theater and I was like, man, it's a fucking robot. And then it was a fucking robot. Right. And like I like she would get so pissed and I'm not allowed to talk to her during movies about what I think is <laughs> happening because I it, you see the plot you, point. Yeah. I see the threads of you pretty frequently. Well, so what especially happens? having taken like theater classes for. Yeah, for it's like that's just my thing. Like that's, I read you fucking can, you can see through. Yeah, it's like I break shit. down a little bit. I don't know. Maybe not easier than other people. But oh, my God, Squiggles, what did you hit? I didn't hit anything. You just started hitting buttons and shit and fucking weird tablets and fucking <laughs> like heads up display just popped up on the computer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know what that was. That was weird. I didn't hit anything. Yeah, so like being a theater major, like I've watched a lot of movies. I've read a lot of plays and I've like I've dissected what a general story is. Right. I'm not a good writer. I'm really shitty at that part. So by no means am I a good storyteller in that aspect, but like I can usually see the threads and I'm like, "Oh, this is going to become this." So that was something about Watchmen that I was found so fucking incredible. And I promise you I'm going to talk about Watchmen later because uh, we're doing our best of 19. And like, it was just, I had no idea where episodes were going from week to week. Like, I was like, oh, fuck, that, holy shit, that, that, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I had no idea. Like, I, even when I had a guess, like, early on in the series, like, well, I think this is probably going to be it. It would take such a fucking left and then a loop-de-loop, -loop, and I just, I had no idea where it was going to go. And then the way it closed out, like, really looking back and being able to look at the nine episodes that made up the first season you're able to like look back and you're able to see, wow, like not only did they treat the source material with such love and respect that they brought in 
most of the surviving Watchmen characters. That's cool. So, like, uh, Ozymane Diaz is there. Uh, Silk Spectre 2 is there. Uh, fucking Dr. Manhattan's there. You know, all these characters, like, who are, you know, who made it, they're still, like, they're talking. They're doing things. The only one we really didn't see is we don't see Night Owl. Right. We don't see the second Night Owl. He's supposedly off in federal prison. And that's, I but mean, they it's, at least talk about it. Well, like they, they reference there. it. Yeah. And it's just, it was so incredible, like, just how they treated, like, you could tell that that Lindelof loves the original, like, material. He loves what he calls the Old Testament, the uh, Watchmen graphic novels. And it's like, you could just see that, and, like, the way those characters kind of get, like, a beautiful little send-off at the end. I was like, all right, man, this works really well. And then the way it sets it up, like, I hope they come back for a season two. I have a hard time imagining HBO doesn't bring it back for a season two, because, I mean, I I think it's one of the best things I've watched in the last decade. And I watched Game of Thrones. I loved Game of Thrones. But holy shit, dude, I think that these nine episodes of Watchmen, I think that they are better than anything Game of Thrones ever accomplished in its eight-season run. Right. Or five-good-season run, and then two mediocre seasons, and then the eighth season. Right. So... I would, uh, and I mean, the fact that it got shut out at the Golden Globes is a fucking travesty. I can only hope that it walks away with every Emmy next year. It should. It should. It most assuredly should. It's so good. And like I said, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking talk about how much I love Watchmen again in a little bit. But oh my god, like, it just, it was incredible. Like Watchmen was fucking great. Sounds like it. It's um, definitely one I want to check out at some point. I just haven't. Oh my god, dude, it's it's worth it. It's worth the nine hours. Like I would say, especially because it's only nine hours. And right. I think if they do another Watchmen. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm a fucking, I'll keep talking about it. If they do another Watchmen, I think it's going to be like in that series, like uh, American Horror Story or Fargo or in that aspect. Oh, an anthology type. Where they'll tell a story, but they can jump into different places to tell the story. The problem, the only problem with that is there are characters that I want to see more of. Like, I want to see what Lori Blake does now. I mm. really want to see where we go with fucking, you know, Silk Spectre 2, that character. I want to see where we go with that. I want to see... Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything. I want to see, like, Ozzy Diaz. I want to see where his story is going to go. And, you know, but if they jump somewhere else and say they do a different time, they can't use those characters so much. Like, Lori can come back and she can be the connective tissue because what she does is she is an FBI agent and she is this, like, on the uh, vigilante task force. So, like, if, like, go back, tell me, like, tell me a story that she had of catch of joining the FBI or catching or like go back and like tell me like what happened between her and night owl like why is you know what i mean right like there's definitely there's still so many stories to tell with these characters that i i'm very interested in what they do or there's stories to tell with the new characters they introduced um my favorite character which i feel and i said it last week and i still feel bad about it in this amazing like race relation show like this black show my favorite character is like the white redneck kind of character <laughs> Like, I just, looking glass, man, the dude, Tim Nelson, just chewed up the fucking scenery. And I loved him. You talked about that a lot. Oh, my God. This has come well, just, he was fascinating to me. Like, when he was on screen and when he was doing things, I was fucking fascinated. Like, what are you he doing? He was one of the reasons, I think you, in the first episode and the second episode, that you were like, I'm going to keep watching it if it's just for this. Yeah, the second episode, I mean, when he gets in the car in the second episode and he's talking to Angela, I was like, oh, fuck. And, I mean, like, I already liked Angela at that point. I already liked where the characters and the story was going. But when he hopped in the car and he was talking about, like, uh, Don Johnson's, uh, Judd Crawford's uh, character's death, I was like, fuck, man, this is great. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll gush more about Watchmen later. But, yeah, I've been watching that, right. and I enjoyed the fuck out of that. So, the only other thing, and I talked a little bit about how we had Christmas with my whole family. We did, my my core family did a, um, did, did a handmade Christmas gift. Uh-huh. So I ended up making a mimic box for my sister for her dice, which came out really well. 
Uh, Kayla helped me with this. We 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 stained the box. We I put a tongue in it. I put teeth in it. She uh, she did uh, wood burning and put some eyes on the on the on the little treasure chest. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for my dad, I did a map um, of one of his fantasy novels, and I can't remember the novel itself. But one one of his fantasy novels that it came from, and he he opened it. He just like this is this is incredible. I don't know how you did this, but this is incredible. And it like I sat there and I carved out the 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 mountains, the trees, the lake, and carved all that out and put a uh, some different pictures behind or some different colors behind each one to to set it apart. Mm. Um, my mom, Kayla, helped me out with this mostly. She did um, wood burning, like ginger men, gingerbread men, on uh, some wooden spoons and, and stuff like that. So that was that was took up a lot of my time this last week was putting all of that together, trying to get all of that uh, in together. But I was I was really proud of it, and they were very very excited about what they had actually got. They they all were very happy and and like you could tell. And I got I got a really cool my sister. Gave me a um, a mini that she had ordered, made online, ordered and, and painted of Tyrus, and I've talked about Tyrus, my my D and D character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that. My dad made me a dice box. My mom made me a pillow, uh, a body pillow with Batman all over it. Like it was just, it was cool. It was a cool way to get different different things. That's cool, man. That's cool, man. I'm glad you had a good time with that. Yeah, uh, I, like I said, I haven't done my family holiday yet, so we'll be uh, be knocking that out in a couple days for us. Uh, watching TV though, man, watching yeah. the shit out of TV is what I'm doing. <laughs> my vacation started from work. Uh, Thursday was my last day, so I had to sneak into some other shit. Uh, yeah, it's still a little bit of shit I got to do for work, but that's a different story. Uh, let's see. I want to talk about Dragonlance just because nobody does. Yeah, and I mean, like, so I threw that on my notes because I uh, our quote today is going to come from a Dragonlance character. And then I was like, you know, the the bravest podcast in all of Crid to open the show today. And I was like, I was going through. I wondered where that come from because I'd never read the Dragonlance books. Oh, I fucking love the Dragonlance books, dude. That was, uh, for me, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman had my introduction to High Sword. It's a high adventure in that aspect. Um, And actually, I got to meet Margaret. uh, I've gotten to meet her for a couple years now, actually. (laughs) She's at Gen Con every year. Uh, Fantastic author. Such a nice woman. And her and Tracy Hickman figured out, like, they wrote um, what would have been, I believe, third edition modules for TSR, the old, uh, the original um, Gary Gygax, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons company. Right. And like I said, I, think, I want to say it was third edition that they were doing that, maybe 3.5, uh, late 80s, early 90s. <coughs> and they uh, they created an entire module and created an entire universe called Dragonlance. Uh, it was set in the world of Kryn. It was magic was different. There were three moons and your magic came from either a good magician, a bad magician or a neutral magician. And that kind of like decided like white magicians were um, the good moon. Black magicians worshipped, you know, obviously evil. And then neutral magicians were red and they worshipped uh, at this. Um, and not worshipped. I don't want to say worshipped, but like they're God. And there were gods yeah. played a lot in the world. And it was a red moon. And there was just there was so much to this universe. that was so, And there were so many gods um, Paladin and Takesis, and it's just such an interesting little universe. Um, you had gnomes that were just these crafty little, like, like creative buggers. Uh, you know, you had your elves, and you had your dwarves, and you had your humans, and you had, uh, it was such a beautiful little world. And, like I said, their campaign settings were set based kind of on 
what they were doing. Like, so they had this book called Dragons of Autumn Twilight, which was my mom got it at a rummage sale. I was like 11. Um, she picked that up and I fucking read it cover to cover and I became hooked. That was my, that was fucking dragons and fucking just all this awesome shit. Right. I probably read it a little after reading Harry Potter, which I mean, Harry Potter was like a great fantasy novel. And we talked about Harry Potter last week and I do love it. But this was my like fucking sword and sorcery introduction. This was where I was like, oh my fucking God, there is this amazing fantasy universe out there that I've never delved into. And I mean, it would be, it would probably be my introduction into what would be Dungeons and Dragons. Because at the end, you know, they're like fucking trying to sell it, of course. So they're like, oh, if you enjoyed this, you know, have your own adventures and grin with the fucking this module for T, you know, from TSR. And I never was able, obviously, I was reading these in the late 90s to early right. 2000s. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're talking probably 99, 2000-ish. So I believe I was in sixth grade when I read the first one. And like I was, uh, so anyway, like I had the urge the other day, I was looking it up because I'm trying to find like, oh, I'd love to play in that world. I never played in that world. I've never played a module in that world. I've never interacted, as, you know, with the with the characters I love as an NPC. I've never interacted with them. And so I was like, oh, let's see what's out there. And I can't find fucking shit for 5th edition. So really, me putting Dragonlance on our notes here, it was just like me begging, like, fucking wizards. Like, hey, guys, um, I'd really like some Dragonlance. Like, there's a little bit in the player's handbook about the alignment charts and the gods. And there's a little bit in Dragonborn about if you want to go Draconian which is important to the Dragonlance universe because Draconians are born out of uh, dra- good dragon eggs. They yeah. are corrupted good dragon eggs, and then they have different different abilities, like some fucking turn to stone or acid and just shit like that when they get killed. And I like I just I really would like there to be some more dungeons and dra- like in Dungeons and Dragons fifth. I'd like to see some Dragonlance because every scene, everything seems to be taking place, place in the fucking Forgotten Realms. And, I mean, I know there are a lot of people who love the Forgotten Realms. Like, that's their shit. That's their jam. They're, like, all about that universe. I didn't fucking play on the Sword Coast. Like, I didn't read the books. Uh, Honestly, a lot of my early D&D was not in the Forgotten Realms. Like, I didn't give a shit about the Sword Coast. So, I feel like every time I try to fucking play anymore, it's always like, oh, well, here's a character. Here's something happening, you know, near the Sword. Oh, are you going to Baldur's Gate? I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking go to Baldur's Gate, man. I want to go to, like, fucking... Solace, and I want to go to the fucking end of the last home, and I want to fucking interact with these characters. I want to see Tika and fucking Carmen. Like, I want to find a tower of magic in the fucking woods, and I want to try to, like, break through the barrier and get into some fucking Sylvanas. It's something like that. Right. Like, that's what I want to do in 5e right now, and there's no fucking modules for it. There's some homebrew shit, and I mean, of course, there's always homebrew, and fair, I could fucking build it myself. I could get some 3, uh, some 3 something, or some 3 5 modules and I could fucking up it for 5e full like I could I could fucking do that but I want someone to do it for me because I'm lazy and like I said I'm not a good fucking writer right like that's not my gifts when it comes to performing arts are not for fucking writing and I mean my my few limited gifts as they are like I'm not a great actor or anything by any stretch but like I am an even worse writer so so it's almost like a plea like please make me some 5e Dragonlance content. That's what I fucking want, and that's what I dream of. It's gotta be coming, because I know I know they've put out 5e different... I mean, they've, they've put out modules that are not the Forgotten Realms. And they, they've put out based on the 5e system that, you know, you can go to this this area, or you can go to this this world, or this, this realm, or this thing. 
you know, it, it's I, I know they put stuff out like that, but well, the thing is, people like Forgotten Realms. Like yeah. they be, they like Baldur's Gate. They like Waterdeep. They like those places. And I mean, like Five E is created. Don't get me wrong, Five E is fantastic. I think Five E is the best Dungeons and Dragons out there. Right. Um, you know, I might get in trouble for someone for saying that, but that's my opinion. And I really do think that Five E Hammer, like right now, it has so many fucking perks over four alone. But like even three five, like. I mean, sure. Like people are like, "Oh, feats are kind of weird," but I don't. I like what they do with it. And it, it I the like feet, that the feats add a nice role playing aspect to this game, to Dungeons and Dragons as well. It, well, some people complain about feats, like how it is and how it's set up for, like compared to like three five and three. Yeah. And I know you don't really know those systems, and I'm not fucking diving into it right now. <laughs> Just, long story short, I'm not going into the fucking intricacies of it. Like some people don't like how it's set up, but I, I like it. I like how it's streamlined to build a character. I'm like, oh, I'll pick this background. I'll do this. This is my fucking starting point. Boom, I've got a character. I like how that feels. I like that it feels like I can just introduce this to anybody and within about 15, 20 minutes. I like if I give them a pre-gen character and I just kind of explain things through, like they can mod it a little bit and we can get playing. We can just start the fucking game. I right. feel I like mean, it, we, we did that. With with our buddy exactly John. at John's bachelor party, we none fucking... of them had ever played except for maybe one other guy besides me and you, and we were able to play after about ten to fifteen minutes of, of explanation of what you're doing, and then you can teach as you play too. And I like the fact that I feel, while I feel it recommends figures, um, I'm a more of a theater of the mind kind of guy. Uh-huh. Like some people prefer to play D and D with uh, fucking just figures, and they like that minis, and that's perfectly fine. Like when we eventually get our Horde of the Dragon Queen campaign going, I'm probably gonna want to do battle. I want to I want to use battle maps and I want to use minis because I like that. But I also like the fact that I don't feel I need to use minis. Right. Like I feel like as long as my DM can keep track of where I am and we don't have to argue too much, which is part of the game as well, that we can make it happen. And so like I love Five E in that aspect, and I that's why I just I want to get out of the Forgotten Realms a little bit and I want to fucking get back into the land of Crit. Like, I want to fucking go on a, you know, a companion's adventure. Or I want to, like, I want to see a module that weaves into that adventure. You know, like, tell me something that's happening during the War of the Lands. That would be fantastic. I would love that module. That would, that actually, that sounds great. I, I would love to do stuff like that as well. Because then you can you you can introduce all these these characters. You can introduce me to Dragonlance with, with this stuff. Cause like yeah, I said, that's what I've I would never, love. I've never gotten into the Dragonlance stuff. So this would be a great introduction for me. Because, you know, I'd be... Down, I damn if I wouldn't be down to sit down and play a, a, a game. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, if you want to play a human knight, like, awesome. Like, you can become a knight of Salamia, and you can fucking like, you know, you can be like start at the very bottom and work your way up to a knight of the rose. Like, you can go through a fucking trial. Or if you want to be a magician and you're a fucking level one, like, you know, we have to travel to a fucking tower and you have to take a test to join the fucking to become right. a magician. You know, like a sorcerer. Like, I would love that. So that's what I'm. That's what I'd love. Like, I'm looking at, like, what they look like they have coming out, and it just doesn't look like it's in the pipeline yet. And I, like I said, I understand. And it's it's still, because 5e is still only, what, four or five years old? I mean, 5e's, at this point, 5e's had a good life in five, about five years. Yeah. So I want to say it came out in 14. So it's, it's about, it's still only about five years old, so maybe within the next few years we'll start to see something, especially with as popular as 5e has been. Maybe. I mean, the one thing you see with 5e is they do Adventure League, and Adventure League feels like it ties together. Mm-hmm. Like, Adventure League is kind of made so that, like, oh, I can have this character, and I can just continue adventuring with this character. And it kind of adventures through a full module, and I just... It, it feels like it's made so that, like, you can build these characters who maybe become NPCs later in other adventures. And it's it, it feels like they're trying... Not trying to keep you there, 
But it feels like they're really focused on the Forgotten Realms because, like, okay, cool, we can focus everything here. We can have this kind of universe and this kind of history, and then, like, we can also play off, like, this module if you... It's fun to play, but then if you also play this module beforehand, oh, ho, ho, like, it'll tie... Like, shit will tie in, you know what I mean? Right. Or maybe you can see something from a different... I mean, it's like, it's like the uh, Horde of the Dragon Queen. You said if we like that one, there's another one we can add to that afterwards. To yeah, there's, like... Levels. Yeah, so it's like, if we want to... Like, I think Dragon Queen's going to take us to level 8. Okay. So if we had fun playing that, then the next one will take us to like level 15 if we play it. So, and it's all episodic. So it's like, cool, you do episode one, level up. I mean, you do regular like leveling up, but it's episodic. I, I'm, we're going to do episodic leveling because right. I think it just makes more sense. That's how the design, that's how it feels. It's designed to me. So I don't know. It's just, like I said, it's a plea for Dragonlance. I miss Dragonlance. I want more Dragonlance in my life. There's like a hundred books out there that I could read. Like literally there's like a hundred and some books. But it's kind of weird too because they started rebranding those, and those adventures got weird. And I just, I just, I didn't, miss, I miss, my, I miss my Dragonlance. Yeah, nothing hmm. wrong with that. Like that's what I would love to be able to bring my boy into D and D with one day was Dragonlance. And if I have to, I'll make it up on my own because that's what D and D's made for. It is. So it absolutely is. God, I want to play some D and D. It's been a minute since we played. It has. Well, I, I actually I get to play tomorrow with my online group in person. This is kind of cool because my my. Everybody's in town, so we're we're hmm. gonna get to we're actually gonna get together and, and play, and, and be able to play in person. And that, well, that's, that's exciting for you. That'd be a first since you started this campaign, right? Yes, it is. How many people are in your campaign? So you got one DM, your sister, and then how many players? Uh, four players because Stranger Danger dropped out. Yeah, so Stranger Danger dropped. Okay, so you got four players, and they're all in the area. Yeah, that's cool. They're you guys, you guys are all originally from the area, and then you just kind of scattered to the winds. Uh, I think so. I I'm I know. James is about an hour away. I don't know how my sister knew him. Um, she went to school with Andrew. And Megan, I think she said she worked with at some point, who lives in Atlanta but is actually in town for, for, the, holidays. for the holidays. So, yeah, we're and, you know, us, we grew up in Canton. So, so where are you guys going to play? Uh, we're going to play at James's house. He's about an hour away, so we're, we're all going to get together there. Hour north, like Cleveland, or hour south, like Coshocton? Uh... I guess I could say East or West. Fuck if I know. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I. I don't. I've never heard of the town either. But it's. It, it, it's about a about an hour. Yeah, don't get murder killed, buddy. Yeah. Or get murder killed. I don't know. I'll put your cat in, on the gold. Just letting you know, man. <laughs> you gotta figure that shit out. Can't keep him. He's bitey. <laughs> Bites my cats. Pees in my closet. Little bastard. <laughs> so. Well, that'll be fun then. Whoa. That'd be cool, man. Are you ready to play with people, man? I am. It's been a while. Have you ever, like, with the exception of that time we played down here a couple times, have you played any other times with, like, humans? Or has all, it been all, like, fucking it's been all, online? All, all online and all us. That's that's about where my uh, D&D right. experience lays. All right, well, you know, you get some traditional but D&D. But we've got, we've, got a, a, uh, we've got a really good group that online we've we've clicked really well. So hopefully in person we'll be able to See, I'm to actually intrigued, man. I feel like this is a social experiment where you... Do you know these people in the real world, or nope. will this be the my first si- time? My sister knows everybody. All right, but yeah, James okay. and Andrew know each other somehow. Well, I guess this will be a really good experiment in the fact that they always say, and I mean nothing against it. I think it'll work out just fine for you. But it's always like you know, oh, you're really strong behind that keyboard, or it's like you could be bright, like louder and more obnoxious when you're not like face to face with people. Right. So it's really interesting to see like how's your campaign gonna go when everyone's like face to face. Are you gonna be like? me i'm gonna roll now for initiative please uh or is it still gonna I be mean, loud you, like you Wee. know me i'm not going like i'm gonna be the same me that i am all the time so 
it may take a minute just to to sit down, but like I already feel like I know these guys pretty well just playing online. Well, like I said, it's just it's an interesting like this is gonna be that kind of like social like all right like you know you take away that barrier uh-huh. or like that protection even like if you look at it like a computer screen can be such a great shield because I mean I don't know what the commandos are looking at or talking right. about or saying right now so it's gonna be a lot different than like when I say something that everyone thinks is stupid and I can be like hey. I fucking see your face. You don't. You fucking don't think that. It'll be fun. It's funny too, cause like I always talk about how I roll, and I tend to roll either really well or really not. So I there my my camp my sessions tend to either go from like rolling three twenties and everything's above a fourteen or a fifteen to three ones and everything's below a ten. Like those are those are my two like. I, I don't do in between. For whatever reason, my dice just don't go, no, I'm going to roll you like a 12 or, a, you know. Well, you keep people honest, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Well, but I'm... I've never lied about, about my dice. I feel you shouldn't lie about your dice. And we've never had a problem where it's like, dude, you're you're rolling way too much lately of, of way too well. But like, damn, Jimmy, you've been uh, 15, 20s in a row, huh? <laughs> it's pretty fucking impressive there, buddy. But yeah, so it, this, I mean, we'll, we'll keep each other, it'll keep each other a little more honest, but I feel like this is already a fairly honest group as it is. Yeah, well, I guess you'll find out, I won't you? I guess we'll find I out. I mean, you really won't fucking know. Be like, oh, I'm just having a bad night. Don't worry, guys, I'm back to rolling just a fucking nuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that then. Safe travels. I assume you're going out with your sister then? Yep. Going out uh, around noon tomorrow, we'll, we'll be heading out. Man, you're going to miss the Browns-Ravens game, man. Eh. <sighs> I mean, I care because I have money riding on this game now, so... Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have, like, a bet, like, a fucking sports bet, but I'm playing Fantasy, and my opponent in Fantasy, so this is our championship week for it, and, uh, yeah, yeah, sports, guys, so sorry. Hopefully you're, like, sports, I don't know, or if not, or the Browns. Uh, good luck. Uh, no, worry, John listens, he likes the Browns. I know. But I, uh, no, I have, um, I have Fantasy going tonight, so I'm playing, uh... Um, Lamar Jackson is on the other guy's team, and he's the quarterback for the Ravens, and I really need the Browns. I don't want him to fucking hurt the guy, because that's terrible, and I mean, I don't want $125 that fucking bad, that I hope a guy's, like, life gets fucked. But, like, I would really love it if we could fucking just really stop everything he does. Yeah. Which, as we're the Browns, we're not going to. Right. So, I, I really need him to not do well. I've watched Browns football. I know how well they're doing this year. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, on the upside, apparently my kicker blew the fuck up, so that was nice. That's cool. Yeah, but, uh, oh, man, like I just looked at the score, and, I mean, he's uh, I'm projected to lose right now, 103 to 105, so it's pretty fucking close. Yeah. My quarterback uh, could have done better. Oh, man, I guess we're going to see how this goes, kids. I guess we're going to see how this goes. It's rough, man. It's scary. But, I mean, if I lose, I get 60 bucks, which I think whatever, either or, I think I'm going to put the money towards kind of been wanting to get a Star Wars tattoo. Oh, yeah? So I'm thinking win or lose, I'm going to take whatever I get, and I'm just going to put it towards the tattoo. Mandalorian tattoo? Yeah, I'm just going to get this is the way tattooed right on my cock. <laughs> so that's a little explicit for this guy, I guess, right here. Oh, uh, it's like, okay. hey, well, how you doing? This is the way. <laughs> yeah, this is oh, why okay. we get the, the, uh, the E-rated kids. Yep, that right there. <laughs> I could do this is the way tramp stam. That'd be fun, right? Yeah. A little baby Yoda, like, right along the fan line. As I'm <laughs> gesturing to my ass, commandos. Uh, no, I want to do, uh, 
well, I've wanted to do either a Scotty Young Spider-Man, yeah. or I've considered doing a, a Star Wars tattoo that'll be the Rebel logo, and I'm gesturing toward my forearm. Uh, so it'll be the Rebel logo and, like, burn orange, and then inside of that, I want to do the Jedi insignia in, like, that light blue. Okay. So, and then maybe put a little X-Wing, like, squadron going, like, kind of with some jet streaks. I think that'd be cool. I don't know. I have to really decide if that'll be cool, though, because the tattoo's pretty goddamn permanent. I would certainly fucking hope so. There. So, it's like, I'm like, I think that sounds cool. I'm going to have to look at the picture first and, like, make sure that it's definitely going to be cool. But I think it'll be really cool. And that's what I would really like on my body forever, because uh, I think it'll be nice. Right. So, I'm showing Squigs a pic right here of what I'm thinking. And, I mean, I like the idea, so that's what I want to do. And I don't know. I guess we'll see, right? I guess we'll see. So no matter what, uh, hopefully I have some money for it to pay a tattoo artist, I guess. A tattoo artist? Tattoo artist. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking right there. That's a little, uh, little Christmas gift to me, I guess. <laughs> so hopefully we win. I don't know. I'm really pulling for it. I hope so. I guess we'll see what happens, though. I mean, win or lose, I think I've had a good time. I enjoy playing fantasy football. It's just fucking D&D for jocks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. Like, you gotta fucking sit there, you gotta come up with stats and shit you're fucking worried about. Like, the only difference is, like, there's real-world applications to it. So, like, in d and I'm like, well, I really hope I roll well. And in, like, fucking fantasy football, I'm like, God, I hope it doesn't fucking snow today. Right. Really don't need a rainy day. I hope the quarterback can throw the goddamn ball. But, man, it's the first year I've played fantasy football in a couple years, so I've, been, I've really been enjoying it again, Yeah, I, knew, I know you were, uh, you were... Ready I've been to take play- a break from it for a while. Yeah, a couple years ago, like, I just, I had a bum. You got le- burned out. Yeah, I don't know. There were a lot of guys in the league I was in that just kind of pissed me off. And, like, I liked other guys in it because I was in a league. It was my brother-in-law's league. And my father-in-law was in it. My brother-in-law was in it. Uh, Noel's uncle, I guess, uncle-in-law. Is that a thing? I don't know. He was in it. And, like, they were cool. But then there were some people that I just, I did not fucking like. Yeah. And I didn't and I knew I didn't like them from previous years cuz they annoyed the piss out of me. Yeah. And then like that year they were just I, I had a team and uh, I called myself the Injuriums cuz they get fucking hurt all the time. Uh-huh. And I just I had such a bad luck. Like I drafted great guys but then I fucking oh my god, injuries just fucking one guy got a kidney laceration. <laughs> How the fuck do you lacerate your goddamn kidney? He lacerated a kidney. <laughs> Because you had him on your team. Yeah, dude. I, I fucking felt bad for him. I was like, oh my god, I did this to you. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Keenan Allen. <laughs> yeah, he got a fucking kidney laceration playing football. He got hit that goddamn hard. Which also tells me why I didn't play football, but that's a different story. And so, like, I just... It was such a bad year, and I just... Oh, I was so fucking done. Like, there were some assholes that on the message boards that pissed me off, and... People kept like, oh, you're fucking sock, but I'd love to trade you this shit player for your good play. I'm like, fuck, fuck you, man. You. I got like one. Because I had a good tight end at that year. <laughs> a good tight end. Yeah. All, right. All right. This is the way. <laughs> and it just, oh, it was so fucking bad. And I was done. So I haven't played fantasy in a couple years. So I, I've actually really enjoyed picking it back up this year. So now did you, you said you're in a league with is this like an online league that you you don't know the people or is this like uh a- no actually these are my fraternity brothers oh, okay. uh so uh so at least they're people you, you yeah patches like. breaks yeah guys i enjoy guys yeah. you know i uh, i was happy enough to pay money to uh be friends with for a couple years so <laughs> uh patches breaks um i'm in the finals with a guy named steve reader super fucking nice guy he's uh i believe a firefighter down in uh belpre ohio oh that's cool yeah super cool dude um don't fucking bite me you damn cat squiggles cats attacking me so uh, yeah i know i generally i know and, and generally like slash love the guys in the league right. i'm playing with so that's nice too and there, there's been no messages which has been nice yeah like nothing to fucking piss me off and but i've also been winning 
and winning fixes everything. everything. Yeah. So there's that. So sorry for that, like five minute fantasy football uh, yeah. conversation, guys. Join us in the uh, the throwing commandos. That'll be our sports podcast. All right. <laughs> John and I actually were talking about doing a sports podcast. Like, you, we'd guys like would, to... you guys would be. I would be terrible on a sports podcast. Yeah, we want to do a Browns podcast where we just kind of we talk like draft, and then each week we just kind of be like, "Holy fuck! Look how they fucked that up." Yeah. I don't know what would be bitter Browns fans. I don't know. Dude, speaking of John, so here's another thing I've been doing. Uh, I did another fucking woo. That's hot video. You did another one. Yeah, which actually uh, probably goes live in six minutes. Oh wow! So he tries to put them up at midnight. And uh, so we did, because uh, this is going to go live Monday, I'll tell you all about it. I'll spoil it for you, but you guys could have watched the video on the uh, the website by now. Uh, so we did um, ghost pepper brownies. brownies. And brownies. Ghost he made ghost pepper brownies. brownies. Yeah, he, he had an entire video about how to make them and shit. And it was actually pretty cool. Um, I mean, that's his thing. So I, uh, I discovered that spicy things are not my thing last time, but fuck it. I'll go back, I guess. So we did Anything it for a friend, right? Yeah, man, I'm just I'm doing it for the views. <laughs> no, I like he yeah, needed because you've got like the most views, right? Yeah, people apparently. Well, I I suffered through mine, and I was just like I didn't hide how much I hated what I was doing. Right. Uh, this one actually wasn't as bad. So he guesstimated that it would be about like five million Scoville or something like that. Uh huh. But I'll be honest, I did not. Find, maybe it's because it was with it was mixed in with the brownie and everything. I didn't find it that bad. So the way we did it is we had five ever increasing chunks of brownie, um, one spicy and one not spicy. And you, uh, there, they would give us like a random thing. We had to guess like how big it was. Okay. And, uh, my favorite was John fucking at the last one. I won, but lost cause I picked the wrong one. So again, spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was the great wall of China. It was like, how big is it? And I guess like 3000 miles. John guessed 22. 22 miles. Yep. I know. I was like, fuck man, John. Sorry, man. We're going to mock you a little bit here, I guess. Hey, John, I love you. But yeah, 22, 22 miles. miles. So I got you, to pick. You can, you can see on a good day, you can see the Great Wall of China from space. And this is a good, so this is a good size chunk of brownie. So like we're flipping around. Um, I flipped it. And I was like, I thought I picked the right one because I picked what looked like the most fucking wet brownie because those were like the chocolatey, like not fucking spicy demon brownies. And uh, I did not pick correctly. Ah. So I had a, a giant ghost pepper brownie that I just suck and slam into my mouth, and it sucked. <laughs> and then visibly, so you're gonna have to look for this, and you should look for this too, Commandos. Is at one point, I visibly shudder because I bit into a chunk of like not mixed well uh, ghost pepper powder, and I just had that like flavor like that and instant. like that heat and that flavor and just misery <laughs> wash over me that I shudder because oh, wow. I, I be thought this. I was going to throw up. Like I, I thought I was going to be with John, and I thought I was going to fucking puke all over his table. So I was just like. <laughs> With that being said, John, we love you. You might want to get a puke bucket ready for your... Yeah, I definitely. I'm going to have to go to Mythical Morning it up next time if I go hotter. Actually, I mean, the thing is, like, I didn't find it that that was the worst part. Like, other than that, I was like... But it was that straight powder. Yeah, well, it was powder, so it's, like, it's like dehydrated. You should watch the video. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to do it justice, but you should, A, watch that video, and B, watch how we made the powder and then the brownies. So it was really cool. Like, I was like, oh, I was actually really fast. And it's like, well, fuck, John, you're doing some really cool shit. Uh-huh. And uh, John's not a bad cook. He made the uh, the barbecue sauce and the hot sauce that he gave out for uh, I, I actually, gifts. I helped him with that. It was fantastic. I really Yeah, wanted, I actually really like it. I his... wanted the, the hot sauce that he, he had handed out. Yeah, it's good, man. Hiller Heat, man. Up. I keep putting that on my fucking tacos. And the barbecue sauce, I'm actually almost out of, which is kind of sad because it's fucking delicious. Delicious, yeah. So he's, I mean, he's not bad when it comes to making shit. So I hopefully can convince him to make me some more shit in the near future. I'll keep I guess him, I don't he, know. Maybe I have had, to do the channel for him. He had me over as a, a, a tester. 
mm-hmm. as a taste tester for the the hot sauce because dude was gonna put in like six um habanero peppers in that hot sauce i was like john you got one and a half this is plenty like this was enough heat for me and i like some spice and i was like this you got plenty of heat here man so he needed that like normal person doesn't do a hundred billion scoville every meal but I think, yeah, I got to I got to taste it. I was like, this is this is fucking amazing. Yeah, I think his goal is to turn me into a hothead at this point. Yeah. But I don't like think I said, that's man, gonna happen. I don't think so, but I don't know. I'll let him try. Like I said, though, overall, I really fucking enjoyed it. So I'd give it a shot, man. And uh hopefully you guys like I the keep, video. I do I do wanna I do wanna get on there with him too, because I, I told him I keep Just telling message him, man, make it happen. Dude stays up late, so you fucking get home. You could probably I went over at like eleven the other night to do it. Okay. So I mean, if I can just message him, I mean, if he's got peppers and he, because he need, I know he needs content. Yeah. Because he's, uh, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure this week's our video, and I don't know if he has another video lined up for next weekend or not. It's Christmas, so maybe he'll take a week off. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for who that's out. That's Mr. Hiller that does yeah. all that. But yeah, definitely commandos. If you're not, check it out. Woo, that's hot. Yeah, W H E W. That's hot. Woo, that's hot. And let me tell you guys. That was fucking hot. <laughs> it's fun, though, man. I have a really good time. And, I mean, I just like doing shit with friends, so. And, and John's a great guy, anyway. Oh, fuck yeah, man. So, his channel's fucking awesome. I've learned a lot about peppers on his channel. Um, I, I've learned that I fucking don't like spicy things, which I already knew. But I've really reinforced it eating the two pepper, like, the pepper I had and then the fucking ghost pepper powder. And I felt really bad because he's like, oh, do you like the cinnamon? I was like, actually, I'm not a big cinnamon guy to start with. So, it's like a ghost, pe- like a, a ghost pepper cinnamon chocolate brownie. And I'm like, wow, man, I like the chocolate a lot. <laughs> the rest of it was not a... I like chocolate. I like brownies. Eh, the rest of it. Yeah, the rest so of it felt a little bit of, like I said, it's a little bit of the forest down. And then like you take that big bite of ghost pepper powder. And it's like, ho, 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 ho. It was yeah. rough. I, had a, I, I That last one was a rough go for me. And I drank a full half gallon of milk. So uh, not only did I have to deal with that, then I got home and I'm laying there and I'm like, oh, God, I drank so much milk. Man, that... That just sounds painful. Yeah, man, I had a night. Let yeah. me tell you, I had a night, and then I had a day, so that was fun. Well, but yeah, so I mean, that's uh, I don't know, man. I think that's like uh, we had My Hero Academia, we talked Watchmen, Doctor Stone, and Fire Force are coming to an end. Fire Force is getting kind of weird. I'm gonna be honest is it really? there. Yeah, I'm not sure about that show right now. Like, it's fun, but I'm like, man, I feel like it's it's taking a turn somewhere. For me, it took a turn somewhere from really enjoyable to yeah, I watch it. <laughs> but it's like it took a turn somewhere for me right so i don't know but yeah so i guess we should probably move into news because i mean fuck we're 46 minutes into this bad boy well, let's move into news <laughs> i think we really don't have a lot of news do, 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 do. well news. Huh, speaking of dr stone dr stone uh, nothing too crazy and nothing unexpected but it has a season two that's cool so they made the announcement um season one's gonna end with them just beginning a stone war arc which if you haven't watched season one you totally should it's fa- it's fantastic uh, it's going to end right before the big war that's like kind of season one builds up to uh, between the uh, kingdom of science and the kingdom of might. So they said that I think they're already working on season two. So, so is season two then going to be the actual stone wars or is this going to be like five years later after the wars are ended? Uh, it's going to be the actual stone wars. So that's going to be kind of where it goes. Like, I think it's going to be a direct cool. continuation like uh, episode 25, which uh, 24 ends the season. Uh, 24 is going to happen, and then when season 2 comes out and 25 comes out, I think it's going to be, like, a direct, like, bloop. Ne- like, the next like maybe minute. a small time jump of, like, a month, yeah. but nothing too crazy. Hey, speaking of John, he just texted me. Hey. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, it's cool. live, man. Oh, it's midnight, yeah, so the video's live already. Yep. <laughs> 
So, yeah, man. So, season two, um, I'm excited for that. Hopefully, it comes out sooner rather than later. I don't know when it's supposed to come out. Unfortunately, it's not a continuous anime, which, like, Black Clover is nice because it's continuous. Like, they're just, boom. Oh, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, we're doing another season. Just keep popping them out. Yep. You know, while One Piece does the same. Like, One Piece doesn't really take too many hiatuses. It's just like, here's another One Piece, kids. Yep. And that's how they're at 900 and some fucking episodes <laughs> of that. Black well, Clover's at like 100 and some at this point. Is so. it really? Wow. Yeah, I'm about, I'm I'm like four months behind. I think I stopped watching Black Clover in August. What's bad about it? Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> um, next news story I believe we had on there was... My Hero. Yeah, man, My Heroes. Uh, so just talking anime apparently all today, man. Apparently. Nothing wrong with that. Nah, we like anime here. Oh, I love it, man. I've been watching a shitload of anime. Well, you get the free, that's what I do in my free time because I love anime. Uh, My Hero is going to be have uh, Heroes Rising. It's going to be a movie that takes place in the manga timeline, actually, which is oh, interesting. Wow. And supposedly it's uh, the original ending that the creator envisioned. So it's going to take place a couple, I don't know, a couple years, a couple arcs, whatever, down the line. So if you're watching the anime only, it might be a little jarring where the heroes are, where like Tomoro Shigoura, you know, um, where they are, yeah. like where everything's happening. But it's supposed to be, it's going to be really good. Uh, I came out in Japan to fucking rave reviews and we're going to see it early next year in the U.S. Oh, that's cool. So it's going to be like One Piece Stampede. I think we're probably, I'm betting we'll probably see it. Uh, Dragon Ball Broly was end of January. I'm guessing we'll probably see it in that kind of same timeline. Okay. Because this is a, that would be about the same timeline for uh, Super Broly came out la- coming out last year to Heroes Rising coming out to, the, or to it coming out in the States. And I saw the last, I think it was the Tale of Two Heroes, uh, was what it was out last year, 2018. I saw it last fall on the big screen. It's fucking awesome. It's always fun to see, like, something you're watching like that come to the big screen. That is awesome. And it's so great that we live in a world now where anime is hitting, a, you know, Japan in, like, December. And they're like, hey, man, we're dubbing that shit and we're sending it over to the fucking States. Right. You, so got, you can you enjoy got that. to get ready. <laughs> like, I wish I could have watched One Piece Stampede. Like, that, I fucking wish I'd have had the free time to get out and watch it in theaters. Right. So it's so cool the fact that we have that opportunity. I probably have to drive up to Akron because that's what I had to do for Two Heroes last year but fuck it i'm in whenever uh with that i think you had the next news i did i've called it legends never die because apparently legends of the hidden temple is coming back and not the terrible board game oh that board game sucked oh i did we should talk about that least favorite parts of the decade uh but legends of the hidden temple is actually coming back and it's going to be made with adults adult contestants um omex coming back uh i don't know if kirk fogg is but I'd be amazed if they got him back, but I mean, Cameron Edge is doing I know, I know he came back for the Nickelodeon movie, um, but I, I can't imagine him actually, like, doing the stuff. I don't know. What's he doing, man? He needs a paycheck. Probably. Um, it's supposed to actually take place in a jungle, though, which is kind of odd. Yeah. Well, you want me You want me to give him the bad news, or do you want to give him the bad news? You go ahead, because you're the one that, that discovered this. <laughs> that knew about this. it? Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be on a uh, platform called Quibi, Q-U-I-B-I. And Quibi is a very interesting platform that's going to be launching, in, I believe, April of next year. Right. And its entire shtick is that we are in a society that does not want long-form entertainment. And by long-form, we're talking a half-an-hour half an TV hour. episode or a 22-hour movie. We want chapter entertainment. Movie, not 22-hour movie. Yeah, 22-hour. 22-minute episodes, yeah. two-hour movies. So it is... Uh, it's going to be, everything's going to be like 10 or 15 minutes or less. So I think it's all like supposed to be 10 minutes or less and it's going to be episodic telling. So my guess is one episode, one episode, and I'm using air quotations for that, will probably take place over a week or a couple days in yeah. that aspect. Like, all right, cool. You're going to watch these adults compete in the moat. 
And then the next episode will be the fucking the steps. steps. Of knowledge. And, and then, then you'll have three episodes where they compete on the fucking their challenges. And then the fourth episode. Where or, they or the do, fifth episode in that yeah, case. The, they do the temple. Six. It would six. be the sixth. Fifth or sixth, maybe. It would, it would be the sixth. Because, well, it, you're just not going to have time if it's going to be yeah. ten minutes. I mean, it's cool. At, There's no at commercial best break. At best, you're getting two of the... Um, two of the uh, challenges in one episode. Oh, maybe. I mean, two five-minute challenges. I guess if you cut it, you can make it happen. Because you only had a couple minutes for each challenge. So maybe there's a possibility. I guess we'll see. So yeah, there's going to be... uh, Yeah, it's going to be on Quibi. Um, I don't know. I'm not excited about it. I don't like the sounds of it. Uh, There's some other... I can't remember what else I just heard was going to be on Quibi. But it just... It doesn't... It it doesn't blow your mind. I... I don't know, man. I feel like YouTube's got a really good algorithm, like a really good thing going where a lot of the entertainment I enjoy is in the 15 to 20 minute range. Yeah. I just feel like if you're like, oh, it's going to be 10 minutes every day. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, I'm going to binge it. I'm going to wait till the fucking end of the week. Wait, But it's also, oh, we didn't mention the fact that it's also really designed to only be viewed on mobile. Which is also weird. Well, it's it's on the go. That's kind of, they're they're like, everyone's on the go. And I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Something about this, the, the whole format at least, sounds off. Like, I like when when I can sit down and watch My Hero and watch uh, two, three hours of My Hero and get a good storyline. And I I mean, I've talked about this with you with comics. I'd rather, sometimes rather pick up a graphic novel so I can get the whole storyline or get mm-hmm. six months worth of books so I can get a whole storyline and not just get hooked. Well, and I, I'm and and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with like Watchmen where you're going, I want the next episode or Mandalorian. I, I want the next episode, but I, I'm okay to wait a week for it. I just, I'm ready for that. Yeah, I mean, I think the devil's advocate, it. Yeah, definitely, because last week I talked about how kind of nice it mm. was that, like, I had these episodes and I had them week between. The, I, it's yeah. like, not, it's an like anti-binge. I just, I don't know, 10 minutes. Like, 10, minutes just, 10 minutes seems like too little. Yeah, just, I don't know, man. I guess we'll have to see what the content is and if it's worth it. And I don't know if it's going to be behind a paywall or not. I'm not going to pay for something that's only to be 10-minute chunks. I would love to see Legends of the Hidden Temple. I would love to compete on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, yeah, I'll watch it when it gets illegally uploaded to YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I know it's harder to do that today. Like, I remember 10 years ago, like, I'm going to watch this movie on YouTube. Yeah. Now YouTube's like, hey, yeah, we have the rights to the movie. You're going to fucking pay for it, though, first, Chief. I'm like, I don't want to. Right. I want to watch it illegally like I used to. Right. The good old days. (laughs) I do remember those days as well, and now now I try and watch a movie. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? I don't yeah, you can watch anything. Bucks. You just got to pay for it. I don't, I don't pay wanna... eight bucks for a movie. I hate paying eight dollars to stream a movie. Yeah, I'm always like, listen, I understand I'm streaming the fucking movie, and like it's a newer movie, but I'm streaming it. I'm not going to the goddamn store. You're not getting a physical fucking right. sale for it. That's like, what can't I'm, you make it like four fucking dollars to stream a goddamn or movie? Like two or three, because it's it's like two bucks to get it from from Red uh, Redbox. It's like two bucks to get it from Redbox, and you want me to pay eight to stream it. I got. I used to use. I used to use Redbox all the time. Yeah, I but no, use, I, agree, I don't use Redbox that often. But I mean, it's like two dollars to to get a movie from Redbox for a night. You're yeah, telling me not? I have to pay eight dollars to watch? a Yeah, movie? I always say like when you're like, oh, you're gonna fucking pay premium price. I'm like, fuck, I'll just buy it on fucking like DVD and yeah, go, yeah just go with your Blu-ray and go. Yeah, I always it. hate that. I'm like, fuck, man, I don't want to pay that much. Maybe it's because I'm a cheap fucking bastard. Maybe, but I mean, my money's worth money. It's not just. I mean, I'm not spending on stupid shit like that. And I've my spent my worth mo- money. My money is worth my time, and my money is worth something to me. I'm not spending it when I could just go get the. <laughs> I just don't copy. know. I just that's a quote. That's the Crow Commando T-shirt right there. The call of the crow. My money, money is, is worth, worth money. money. It sure is, buddy. Your money is worth whatever imaginary value we've assigned to. You ever think of the fact about like, all right, here's a fucking, here's some uh, some socioeconomic fucking thoughts. 
The fact, like, we don't have the gold standard for money anymore, so our money, like, we just fucking we all agree, leader. like, yeah, five, fuck it, yeah, five whatevers. We are literally just printing paper at yeah. this point. I have some gift certificates at fucking McDonald's that are better than fu- that are better than our money, because at least I know it's worth a fucking Big Mac. Yeah. Like, it can get backed up by Big Macs, which makes it better than our fucking dollar bills. Yes, it that is absolutely. So fucking I don't know true. what that fucking says, man. Like, yeah, this currency is based on Big Mac, <laughs> but hey, man, it's a better currency than uh than ours because we don't have gold as standard anymore. But... Right. All right, back to your regularly scheduled gig. <laughs> this fucking podcast going off the rails. Whew. Um. Uh, the la- oh my god, talk about going off the rails. Our next, our next item. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wakandan so, tariffs. Yeah. Speaking of fucking governmental uh, shit. So um. Interestingly enough, uh, the U.S. government launched uh, has a website, if you didn't know, and they have, you know, hey, who are we free trade partners with? Where are tariffs? Shit like that. And uh, there's an interesting country that was listed as a free trade partner. Uh-huh. Uh, Wakanda. Wakanda. So, as in uh, Wakanda forever. So I don't know who their uh, their secretary of state is or who we're uh, making deals with, but uh, thankfully they like us enough that they're letting us uh, free trade. So, hopefully, right, so we're getting, hopefully we're getting some adamantium out of this. Uh, vibranium? Vibranium. Adamantium, man, from Wakanda. What are you, what are you doing? Your geek card right now, boy. <laughs> that shit that comes from like meteorites and shit. Yeah. No, our, it's hopefully we get vibranium. Yeah. But yeah, so fucking Wakanda's listed as a, or uh, I imagine it's down by this point. Oh, I'm sure. But it's like it was listed as a, and I mean, like, at first I thought it was a joke. I'm like, oh shit, this is the fucking BBC news. Like, this posting is, it. This, is, this is an Onion article. No, this is BBC. Shit, this is actually fucking real. Yeah, which I mean, that's just BBC being like, oh man, fuck it. Don't think about Brexit. Look at how stupid America is. Right. Like, listen, guys. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, we have fucking Wakanda listed as, which I think is fucking awesome, because that means that means T'Challa's cool with us. Yeah. So, you know, like, you go makes to war. Sense, it makes sense if he's going to be on the Avengers all the time. Hey, man, I just want to say that if our country goes to war with anybody, I'd much rather have Wakanda on our fucking side. Yep. They got some cool shit, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some of those, like, weird yeah. dragonfly ships. You got rhino soldiers, dude. That shit Rhino awesome. soldier. I would love a rhino soldier. Give me a rhino soldier. Give me a rhino steed. I love it. Yeah, man. So, I, I you know... That's a good fucking ally to have, I think. Right. God, fucking Wakanda. Jesus. I mean, I just, I, I imagine they, they, because I read the article. It says they put it up as a uh, tester to, you know, make sure people were actually reading through it. Apparently, whoever was doing their job did not read through. Yeah. Well, I like to think of it, and I know this isn't the answer. But I like to think it's one of those just just fun little things you put on there. Right. You know, it's like, oh, it's it's a joke. Like, oh, we trade with Wakanda freely. And it's like, I know that that like it's there's some guy shitting the bed at his job. But I just I I just I would I would try to frame it as it's, it's just, just something so fun. It was a holiday joke. What do you what do you do? Even I mean, that, you know, like the fuck it is not a holiday joke. Yeah, we put Wakanda up there because we think it's funny. It's like, oh, you know, Wakanda was. You know, it's a, a made-up country. <laughs> you get, you know, you get the joke. You're in on the joke. Like, oh yes, the country of Wakanda. Like, like that. You know I what I mean? It, yeah. But like, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, we know it's not real. But everyone like, like Wakanda was such a big popular movie. You know, yeah. Or, yeah. Black Panther, Panther was so popular, so everyone was like, Wakanda forever. Yeah. And everyone said it and did the fucking, you know, the the whole X thing, you know, because they took that from Cyclops and his X Men. Right. So it's like, <laughs> it was just fun. It was like, oh, we'll just put that up there, and then I don't know. We never got around to taking it down. Like, it was just that, you know, something like that. Yeah. Not just, hey, man, hey, someone shit the bed at their job and Jim now my country the, looks like an Jim asshat. downstairs forgot to, to look over everything and uh, just sent it out. Yeah, which, so it's like, I don't I know. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I'd rather you tell me it was a good joke and it was a, a 
a private joke that everybody's in on. Yeah, that, that's that, then it's funny. It's like, oh, <laughs> what kind? Ah, it's right. you, know, but you, you tell you tell me, John Smith down at down at the bureau just just shit the bed. What else is John Smith shit in the bed? Yeah, on? it's like way more concerning. Right. It's like it goes from like, wait, what? Wait, what? It was it goes from being oh that's cute to wait, you did what now? What else are you not doing? Yeah. I mean, that's what we got from the news this week. That is. We don't have a lot, that man. Is it. We didn't come up with a lot. I mean, we bullshitted for an hour already, so uh, that's gonna be. What uh all right so uh next part is uh we're going best of so uh like there's no real fucking categories and sorry you're not getting awards we're not mailing shit out right so apologies like you know my hero academia doctor stone you know endgame things like that uh you've got enough that we're not we're not giving anything right we're gonna be stingy bastards we're gonna scrooge it up before the ghosts get here so so you want to go first with something yeah or you, you so know what, what you got I mean, just nominate something well not my, nominate just throw something out there for me one of the best things that happened this year. Is I found mutant and I found I found my cat and he's he's my little buddy and that I mean you know you've got you've got Anubis and like I it, this was one of the best things for me. Man, I'm for gonna be honest. Personally. I thought we were gonna lead off with like like the geeky shit. Like man, my favorite TV show this year was all right. You're mutant. All right, well fuck your family shit. We can do this. Yep. That's fine, man. I, I get what you mean. I know I have a cat, so I I have two cats. You have two. Um, I mean I favor cat and Gaia. So. <laughs> No, I, lo- I love both my cats. Uh, Anubis means more to me. Like, Guy yes. is a great cat. She really is. So I definitely dig what you mean there. Uh, Mutant's not a bad cat. He's a great single, child, like, lonely child. Yes. Like, I, uh, I I joke around about throwing your cat out in the cold all the fucking time just because he attacks my favorite cat. Uh-huh. And that pisses me off. And it stresses out my favorite cat. <laughs> but I definitely understand. Like, it's not, yeah. like, I love having a cat. So I definitely get what you mean. And I'm glad, man. I'm glad like you have that pet and that companionship, right. and you're like, yeah, man, like he's my buddy. So, and, and like I said, this was that was just my personal one for for the year, and that was that was one of my big big finds and great things of the year that happened. That's your big big thing of the year. No. All right, no, man. That's why yeah, I'm just trying to bait you on that one because <laughs> I can be like, ah, nah, man, I dig, I dig. Uh, man, I guess I didn't really have something in like real life category for shit. So fuck. I'm not prepared now. I thought I, was, <laughs> thought I could just vamp off whatever you give me. Um, no, nah, man, it's cool, dude. Uh, I would say, I mean, if I was looking at that, like, life-wise, probably my favorite part is just been watching Park grow in that aspect. I can understand Like, I that. mean, you know, we went one to two. We had some problems. Eh, not problems. There were opportunities, and he still has those opportunities sometimes. Uh, kid's smart as a fucking whip, though. Like, he's picking up, you know, one through 20. He's got his colors. He's got his ABCs. He can identify a lot of the letters, if not all the letters at this point, you can sing along to it a little bit. Uh, it's just getting to string the words together for sentences is where we're still struggling. So there's still some... And he's, he's starting to get small, multiple words together. Yeah, he's, he's definitely, he's coming along. And it's like, just, there's still a lot of struggle. Like, not struggle. Like, I, I don't know, man. I'm never really sure where the words to go with it are, you know? Like, there's definitely, there's opportunity. Yep. And it's like, you know, but watching him grow and, like, watching, like, what he's doing and, like, kind of, like, learning how to be a dad and, like, kind of introducing him to some shit's great. Like, I know in the near future we're going to, like, I'm going to lay out some Pokemon and be like, hey, man, let's pick up, <laughs> you know, shit like that. And so I've really enjoyed, like, I mean, that's been, like, just... Bulbasaur like a, Park. Bulbasaur. Man, don't pick that bullshit Pokemon. <laughs> pick a good one. Like Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur yeah, is Charmander. an amazing Pokemon. I can even settle for a Squirtle, man. You pick Bulbasaur, I'm going to have to kick my boy out of my house. <laughs> But, like, you know, it's like, it's just been so cool. Like, I never thought, it's so fucking cliche. Like, I never thought I wanted to be a fucking dad. And just, like, I don't know, man. Having a kid and, like, fucking, like, watching him grow and shit has just been, like, my favorite fucking thing. Right. And, I mean, there's been a lot of good things that have happened this year. I mean, there's been some shitty parts where it's, like, leaving uh, the theater I was with for a while sucked. But it led to the opportunity to create a new theater. 
And like we just finished our uh, Christmas Carol. And man, and you guys fun. have been doing amazing stuff with with. Yeah, Spring like Hill. we're get, we're getting the fucking opportunity to uh, record it tomorrow night. So we're gonna be recording Christmas Carol for a local radio station WHBC, and they're gonna fucking play it on Christmas Eve. Like they're gonna throw it in their fucking archives, and then they're gonna like throw it in their holiday like where they're just like, oh yeah, this is like our holiday rotation. We'll do a fucking forty some minute Christmas Carol by the Spring Hill Players, and that's that's amazing. <coughs> that is incredible. Yeah, like we just uh, we got a grant, so uh, thank you to all the Ohio taxpayers. Uh, because uh, you guys pay into taxes, which eventually funds uh, Arts and Stark, which is going to give me money. They're going to give us money to do a fucking show. So it really sucked leaving the theater I was with and the friends I had there. And I took some friends with me. So sorry, CFP. But we sorry, uh, not sorry. Uh, no, of course. I mean, the people out there are still great. Like, yeah, Kelly, Courtney. Uh, I met a uh, I met a lady there named uh, Katie. She actually came and helped us out tonight. She's super fucking nice. Um, you know, Dave, like all the people out at CFP, I still like, I love and I respect what you're doing. It was like one of those terms where it's like, I learned what the term creative differences really meant. Right. Like you always hear that. I never really experienced that as much in like my theatrical career where I'm like, nah, I don't really get what you're doing, but whatever, we'll fucking make it happen. And it was like, well, I really disagree with what this is. I really disagree with where we're going or what we're doing. And I just, I can't, this isn't where I put my, like what I put my name to. And so it was, it was really rough in that aspect but at the same time like i said it's opened the door like we did hit in this picture which did really well and now we're doing christmas carol and we're going to be doing you know and next year i get to look at like three to shows and i get to do night of the living dead which i can't wait to do so it's just the fact that like this awesome opportunity kind of arose with that being said commandos make sure you check out spring hill because now your tax tax dollars are paying for you to, to yeah man to if you guys are working in ohio you're fucking paying for us to fucking make some theater up there you might as well come check out what's happening right hell if you say call the crow i'll give you a goddamn discount <laughs> <laughs> uh but in all seriousness like if you are a local to the area and i'll talk about it more and i'll probably post some of the shit that we're doing I really would. It would be fucking awesome to get some people to come out and check out what we're doing, or to come out and participate too. Because I know. Oh yeah, we don't. We we'll always need, need the people. Yeah, you guys always need a, a couple extra hands. So, I mean, with that, you know, uh, that's been pretty great. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see, what else you got for things that you're, uh, things that you're enjoying? Thing, uh, best of 2019. Uh, I'm going with Mandalorian. Mandalorian has been phenomenal. Go on TV, huh? Things you like. All right. Uh, Man Mandalorian, Disney Plus in general, but Mandalorian has just been phenomenal. I think the storytelling in that, and I know you you say Watchmen is has been better. Yeah, Watchmen but, will definitely be my TV show of the year. But for because I haven't watched Watchmen, Mandalorian has just been that phenomenal show. Like I can't wait to sink my teeth into. I want to say that I love Watchmen is my show of the year. Um, like I said before, I want to see where it's going. I never figured out where it was going. It fucking it. it I was. I was like fucking strapped in for all the fucking like, ah, da, da, da. I loved it. I loved Watchmen. Um, Watchmen, I pro I'll probably buy the fucking DVDs when it comes out. Like very rarely does that happen, but that's a show that I will always want to have no matter whether I'm paying $50 a month for HBO or not. Uh, Watchmen was so fucking good. Um, in my 30 years of existence, Watchmen might be the best TV show that I have ever watched, I think. It was just... It, to me, Watchmen is what a lot of people tell me when they when they're like, "Oh, the new Battlestar Galactica from Sci-Fi," uh, uh, probably 15 years ago. Like this is Watchmen for me is what I feel that they talked about, and I can only hope that I get more of that because I love it and it is amazing. And I just it, whatever Lindelof does next, whatever a lot of those writers go off to do next, I want to see it. I right. want to see what world they create. But I can only hope and pray to Cthulhu that we are going to get 
another season of Watchmen because I, oh my God, it was so good. Mandalorian is also, I want to say, like, I agree. Mandalorian is on my short list for TV show. Like I, it was so good. I love watching Mandalorian. One of the things that doesn't elevate for me and I'm not, it's not a, it's not a knock in the fucking least Mandalorian is a, is a great, simple show. It is. In that, like I think I said last week, it's problem of the week. So it's like, okay, cool. What's the problem this week? What's the problem this week? Um, very few show, very few episodes um, until recently, episode seven and eight um, have been, oh my God, like this is going to carry over. And it definitely feels like, and, and the thing I love about Mandalorian is it does feel like it exists in this living, breathing universe. And I just, I love where it's fitting into the Star Wars mythos. And I want more of what that's doing. Right. I don't want the Cassian Ander show that they want to do. Which is going to say, you know, the guy from fucking Rogue One. Mm-hmm. But that Obi-Wan show that they have coming out, I want so bad. And I, I mean, even beyond that, like, I want to see, like, the the characters. I mean, I know we've got Lando, but I want to see the characters beyond the Skywalker films. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's which what... Is why, which is part of what I love about Mandalorian so much, is you get so much out of outside of the, the tale of the St- Skywalkers. Well, I think that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about Rebels as well, is that Star Wars Rebels always felt like watching, and I was like, oh, cool, there's not a Skywalker in sight. Like, every now and then, um, spoilers for Rebels, but that show's a couple years old, so I, I think it's okay. Every now and then, Ahsoka Tano would show up, and, like, she obviously ties in Anakin, who, you know, fucking, that was her, you know, master. But, like, really, it was like, watching Rebels was like, oh, like, that's the early formation of the Rebellion, and that's really enjoyable. And I would love I would love more shows in that aspect, in that vein, that did, like, let's form the Rebellion, or more shows that take place after the fall of the Empire and kind of tell me, like, oh, this is... Because, like, Mandalorian is just such an amazing universe it's telling. The, the fall of the Empire and the rise of um, of uh, the, the Imperial... First Order. Thank you. No problem. The That's what word, I'm here for, Commandos. The words were just not coming. The rise of the first order. They say there's like a thirty year gap. Mm-hmm. So it it that was a hard thing for me to to hear because it was like you're telling me you have no idea where this planet that Luke is on thirty years. Like you don't know. You don't have an old map that says this is where it's at. Well, I'd like to say in our in like arguments of that we didn't like. I don't know when Luke disappeared. Roughly, roughly, we probably can guess Luke's been gone maybe ten ish. Because we think 30 years, all right, if it's 30 years between new uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, we know that we know that Adam Driver is not 30 in the show. Or no, maybe he's, he's like, like 25. Yeah, he's best. in like his 20s. And we know that he was probably a teenager when Luke wanted, spoilers for Last Jedi, uh, Luke, wanted, Luke was going to kill him. Yeah. So I would say that Luke disappeared probably within the last 10 years. If I had to guess. So right. it's not like he's been missing for 30 years. I'm like, where the fuck has he been? Right. But that's what I'm like. They they heard he was on this planet, but they have no idea where this planet is, even though. It, it, I mean, th- that's a hard thing for me to hear. So when I see like. Well, I mean, there's a lot of planets in the galaxy. There is. But I don't know. That was hard for me to swallow in, in Force Awakens. I was like, you, you're telling me it's been 30 years. You don't have an old map that just says, oh, yeah, this is where this planet is at. Well, Luke would be the only one that really knows like what's happening with the Jedi, though. Like, here's the thing: like, I mean, the entire idea is like Anakin's dead. Luke's the last person that has any connection to the to the Force, really. And so, like, for him to like travel and kind of like find like the ways of the Jedi, you imagine that he's probably he's probably playing Indiana Jones a little bit. Like, he's probably like, well, I hear there because Jedha's gone. Like, that gets destroyed in Rogue One, uh, so that's destroyed before the series begins. 
which they probably would have known that they were had Rogue One and the developments and the plans for that. So before uh, Force Awakens, they would have known that. And before Last Jedi, they most assuredly would have known that plan. So, like, where's Luke been hiding? And I think, like, you know, you'd have to imagine, like, he's gone into, like, these dark tunnels and he's found, like, old scripture, old, like, Jedi scripture and things like that. And he followed the fucking, he followed the path to get there. But no one else would really have that kind of path, I would think. I mean, just because, I mean, there's no one else that's following the ways of the Force that he is. Because Snoke is apparently connected to Palpatine, maybe. And Palpatine's not a fucking Jedi, so he's not going to have any of that shit. So. Right. I don't know. Like, I, so it's, it, it kind of makes sense that, that Luke would be honestly, able to hide. That is honestly like the best explanation I've got for it. And I've had, I've asked a, a few different people and I've just given up on it. I, I mean, that's like, pure, that's pure speculation on my part. No, like I'm I just know, fucking pulling I, that on I my mean, ass right here. And I, I get that, but honestly, that's a better explanation than some of the other shit I've gotten. And I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't know, maybe makes sense. I mean, it makes sense to me. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's my thought. I think. So, going off of, of that, on the other TV show that I would add into my uh, best of 2019, AEW, uh, wrestling. Oh, I, wrestling, I got nothing for wrestling. I know you got nothing for wrestling, but I love I love watching AEW. I love watching something that isn't WWE, because I've actually stopped watching WWE. I got tired of the, the terrible writing that they were doing, and they have... Uh, professional writers writing everything now and it's like you guys are doing a shit show of a show and I, i've heard it's gotten better but aw has come out and they're they're like you know we're, we're trying we're trying to be better we're trying to be different we're just trying to give you options of different things to to watch wrestling wise because really i mean there are other shows but wwe was forever was the only professional wrestling show you could watch consistently mm-hmm so AEW's come out. They've they've done the you know they've got Jericho as their champion. They've got Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, who are amazing. They've got SEU as the tag champions. They've got uh, the Joshi, which is the Japanese female wrestlers, and they've got all these different styles that you just don't get to see, and all these different stories that you just don't get to see. And it, it's been a real pleasure to watch week after week, uh, to watch these stories develop. And they're only they're only like. 12 weeks in, maybe. Well, you know, I can actually talk about wrestling. You can. In two ways. A, I know that the show I'm about to talk about, Glow, um, the woman that plays um, Tammy in Glow, she is, uh, she's a wrestler. She's an actual wrestler. She's, uh, her name's Karma, or she was Karma in the WWE. Her name is Awesome Kong. She is actually Awesome Kong, yep. Awesome Kong. She is in AEW. That's why I was about to go. I know that because she wanted to get back into WWE. She left WWE when she had her baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, like, they didn't like how long she wanted for maternity leave or something. I don't fucking know. I'm not getting into that bullshit. Right. Like, that was actual, like, fucking, like, legitimate, like, contract dispute. Like, well, you tell me this long, but I, I want this long or I need this long. I don't know. I mean, I if you make a fucking baby, I'm not going to fucking well, the, tell you the, when you got to come back the to weird work. Thing, the, the weird thing was, like, she left WWE and then never came back to, to wrestle until well, yeah, she started doing Glow. Well, that was the problem. Like, she, she wanted to come back. So, I guess... Like, this is all, like, fucking off-the-camera WWE stuff. Because um, I looked it up once, because I was like, man, because I someone told me, I was, I was like, which of these women? I knew one of them was a wrestler. I wasn't sure it was. It was Tamay. Excuse me. I think I fucked her name up a little bit. It's Tamay, not, uh, not Tammy. Tammy! <laughs> anyway, um, so she uh, she was on, fuck it. She was in WWE. She was Karma. She made her big ring debut. She was, uh, she, I guess her storyline was going towards, like, championship belt or some shit like that for mm-hmm. women's. And she ends up, she has a kid. So she gets, uh, she gets pregnant, uh, takes maternity leave. 
Um, and then they wanted her to come back. I don't know when, but they were like, what she's like, well, that's unreasonable for me. Like, I need this much more time or I want this. I don't know what it was specifically. And then because they didn't want to give her like the extra like two months that she wanted, then she just fucking disappeared and she wanted to get back into it. And then she actually she uh, it worked out really well, though, because they cast for glow mm -hmm. and they're like, well, well, you're you're an actress and you wrestle and we are a show about actresses who wrestle. Yeah. So uh, you're literally what we're looking for. And so she gets in glow and I guess she got the fucking love of wrestling back. And so I guess AEW comes in and they're like, Hey, we need it. She's like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Yep. So now she's uh she's in she's awesome Kong in AEW. She's awesome. She was awesome Kong in TNA too. So she, she kept her name and, and the name that made her famous. And um, she's really, I mean, she seems really cool. And like I said, so, uh, I don't know. Like I said, that's all I can really talk about AEW. I just knew it was a big deal. They were like lady of glow from an eight. I was like, it's gotta be fucking her. Yeah. And yeah, man, so she, and Glow itself, man, like, I, was, I know you haven't watched it yet, or you haven't watched all I, of it. I haven't watched all of it. I've watched the first season. I keep, it's another one that's just on my list of, uh, it's on the docket to watch. And I, I, it's gotten to the point where it's like, I need to catch up on some shit. Oh my God. Glow but, is so good. It is, it's awesome because it's female led. Uh, the last couple seasons, uh, the last couple episodes of the season really cut uh, some of the male characters. And it was all about like, just these, like, just the women and fucking driving, like, you know, oh, I can be a strong woman and do this, or well, fuck you, I'm not gonna be eye candy, or I'm not gonna be the like the the trophy wife. I'm gonna be this fucking strong, independent character, and like, I mean, that's how the fucking series even opens. It's with Ruth doing this fucking audition, and she's got this strong line, and she's like, oh my god, it's so good, and like, oh, you read the world, you read the guy's line. You're supposed to, and she reads the fucking line she's supposed to read, and it's like. Uh, it's like she's should the secretary. Call, yeah, should I should I call your your wife for yeah, you? Yeah, should I call your wife for you or something like that? It's like Jesus, Q, man. So Glow is such a cool character, such a cool fucking show. And then even then, it's like you know, um, so it's about the, follow your dreams. Another and, cool thing about Glow, a lot of the trainers that come on are professional wrestlers. They 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 are real professional wrestlers. I know in the first season, uh, Johnny. Johnny wrestling pretty much, you know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's the uh, he gets fired like episode two or something. Yeah, like that. he's he's in like episode one or episode two, and then he's gone the next episode. Yeah, I think he's in the first couple, and then he gets fucking shit can. Oh, like the the joke, joke is, is he gets yeah. shit can. Like get off my fucking show. Yeah, but yeah, dude, like Glow is such a great fucking show. It's a show that I didn't expect to. I didn't. Noel told me how good it was, and I didn't fucking expect to like fall in love with it. But god damn, did I? Right. Like it's just it's such a it's just so good. It's about I mean it's. Got this fucking great juicy like fucking like I want to be an actress and I'm like I feel you because I want to be an actor <laughs> and I'm doing things I don't want to do but you get to be an actress on this fucking cool wrestling show and I have to go make food every day so <laughs> and it's like it's got terrible people because I'm like wow you did terrible things and then it's got people who do terrible things but it's like well you can be forgiven because these other things these are the reasons it happened it's not just your fault and right. there's so much fucking like there's the drama and the human element telling to the to glow <coughs> oh it is beautiful storytelling. oh yeah glow is just fucking phenomenal um it I'm really is it's probably probably once i get caught up on on my hero it's probably the next on my line oh i love it i want to do uh i was laughing noel and i want to do like an after an after show podcast for one piece and we keep mm -hmm. saying we're gonna start it but like i was like let's test it out let's just do glow let's do the fucking 30 episodes that exist to glow right now and like fucking hammer out the details of our dynamic first and i oh it's so good and there's gonna be one more season it's gonna have one more 10 episode run and that's gonna be supposedly finish everything off and i i don't know I where they're gonna go with it i don't know how they're gonna do it uh, i wouldn't be surprised if it actually got a lot darker because i know in the original glow on tv which this is very loosely based off of 
Yeah, we're pretty far off the rails of the original oh, yeah. run at this point. But I know on the original run, it kind of started like the the first season did, where it was they, you know they they were there, they did pretty much one show in a in a hotel or something like that, and then they they kind of picked up some TV time afterwards. I I know in the fourth season, it started to get very very dark. I don't think that's going to particularly happen. I think it's going to be right now. Everyone's kind of scattered. I think it's going to be, it's going to spend a couple episodes bringing everyone together and then you're going to get kind of a resolution and where they're going to go. Like there, I, I see you can see the roadmap right now without spoiling too much. I know I spoil shit for you all the time, but I'll try not because this is wrestling and TV and something I really, I really do care about and I don't need to talk about. So I won't spoil too hard. But watch through season three and you'll kind of see the roadmap. Right. And like the roadmap's there right now. So it's just, are they going to follow that map? Or are they going to go in a different direction? And I don't know yet. And I'm really excited to watch and see where they try to go with it. Because it's fun. It's such a fucking enjoyable time. And it's a great half an hour TV show. It is. So I would, uh, I love the fuck out of Glow, man. I'd recommend the hell out of that. Oh, man. See, I'll throw, uh, I'll throw, I'm going to throw Dr. Stone out there for my best anime, man. Like, I, it's fucking, I fell in love with it. So uh, I, wrestled with my hero but my hero's in season four mm -hmm. and i fucking could gush about how great my hero is and how i think my hero is going to be my favorite anime when it's done and so just know that dr stone like this is like newcomers this is rookies yeah so dr stone is my rookie anime of the year it's fucking phenomenal uh like i said it's but 24 episodes and i'm gonna be honest the first four or five episodes i was like do i like this and i kept watching it, it had something that kept me going but I thought Fire Force was going to be a much better anime than Dr. Stone. And then Dr. Stone just, man, it was that slow fucking burn. It was that diesel engine. You know, you had to yeah. warm her up. But goddamn, once she got going, whoo-hoo, nelly. Because it's so cool. And I think a lot of the, I think some of the science in the show checks out. Because the Dr. Stone is such an interesting anime because it is a shonen anime. It is, uh, it's shonen jump, man. It's weekly shonen jump. And what I think's fucking fascinating about Dr. Stone is it is not your traditional shonen anime it is not a dbz or yu yu haka show right it's not a fucking oh uh, a fucking fight of the week or we're building up i mean it's building up for a fucking war but it's not building up to a fight right and it's not like fucking the main characters of fucking he's he's just a pushover like he knows he ain't a fighter he is like man if i get in a fight i'm fucking dead so it's like he's he's got to fucking outfox his opponents and so the fact is, like this, like that's your main character. He's just super goddamn smart, and it's such an interesting fucking kind of change in where shonen anime is. Because like Fire Force is a fucking fight of the week. Like, all right, fucking Shinra's gonna jump up and he's gonna go kick this guy's ass, and Shinra's gonna kick some more ass, and then oh, he's got to learn how to fucking fight even harder. So he's gonna fucking learn how to. There's no fucking Senku's not learning how to do shit. Senku knows it all. He already has everything he needs to fucking do in his head. He's teaching people how to build shit, but he's not, there's no point where he's got to be like, I really wish I knew how to build this because no one else could fucking do it. He's the only fucking person that can do it. Like he doesn't, no one else knows how to fucking make a transistor or fucking like make a cotton candy machine. Like that's, that's all Senku. So this character doesn't have to do that fucking, he doesn't have that training arc almost. Right. So the training arc for him is he's setting the village up. He's setting his friends and the teammates that he has up to fucking do things. And it's such a different fucking anime in that aspect than what you normally. So it's it's almost like watching the the teacher's point of view on my hero. Uh, I mean, to an extent, it, I would say like that's that's a close analogy to it because like I mean, like I said, you know that uh, Senku's fighting Sukasa. Like that's the thing. It's Kingdom of so, Science, I, which okay, is Senku. So, I mean, it's almost. It would almost be like watching not not All Might's point of view, but like a Racerhead's point of view. 
Ah, uh, I'm maybe. I mean, like to a to a, to a certain extent. Yeah. In the fact that, like I said, like Senku's definitely like he's the he's Professor Senku. Like he's you know he's the teacher, but. I mean, the thing is, like, all the characters kind of like no shit, and it's just like kind of like ah, like, like they're all like fucking missiles, and then you got to point them in the right direction, or maybe like you know put the guidance system in them almost. Right. And a lot of things Senku has to do is he has to fucking teach these guys because you got to think about the fact, like, when they say it's a stone world, this is a world that's like, like everyone was petrified for some reason, but some folks, and you'll see in the series how it goes. And like there, so there's like maybe like seventy people that fucking exist in this little village. And they uh, they don't know fucking basic math. They don't know basic science. Like they just like they're just simple fucking folk who are living in a village. Huh. Like you know they're like they don't have fucking like furnaces in their fucking houses and shit. So it's like I mean he's got to fucking teach them everything. And like these people then have to fucking he's gearing them up so they can fight everybody that Sukasa is bringing back to life. Cause that's the thing, you know, it's like you can unpetrify people from the stone and Sukasa is only bringing back like strong ass fucking people. So there's going to be a war. So Senku's not going to be able to out brawn the opponent. It's all about how he's going to have to outfox him. I mean, it's almost like it's building up to a war. It's building up to a battle, at least to a war, which is why I like Al Noah zero in that fame, same fact that like our heroes, while they're fucking, they, they got something going for them. That's better than the opponent. They are desperately out fucking numbered right so like the only way they can win is they've got to fucking like they've got to outfox the fucking opponent they got to figure out like what's the tactic to use what to do in that aspect and so i think like i think that's something i really dig about dr stone is i know that's going to happen like i know senku has to figure out he's going to have to figure out how to beat Tsukasa. Like that's the only way to fucking do it. He's got to figure out. Hey, like he can't just be like, well, I'm going to throw all my chess pieces and he's hope got, for the fucking he's best. He's got a 300. This he's got a. Yeah. It's like, they got to stand the fucking line. They got to figure out how to stand the line or how they're going to fucking like, you know, divide and conquer. And I mean, it's like I said, there's a lot more thought to this anime than you have. And like the main characters, even like it, it's different in that aspect. Like there's not really like a fucking, like a love interest. Like they they sort of like, you're like, ah, maybe, you know, Kohaku's going to fucking like fall for him. Maybe, or he'll fall for Kohaku. I don't know. Well, it's like, there's no real fucking love interest to it. Like, he doesn't give a shit about that. And, like, he's just a generally nice person. Like, there's no fucking, like, sadistic side to him either. Like, right. like he's just, he's a cool dude. He's like, you know, like, they know there's someone watching them, like, spying on them all the time. He's like, here's some fucking cotton candy. Enjoy that shit, man. So it's such a, such a different anime that I'm used to. And it's such a different anime for, like, the shonen style of anime. Yeah, because shonen style is a very, it's, it's almost formula at this point like, yeah i mean to an extent like shonen anime like if you're not familiar with it I've, I've thrown that term out a couple times now um like shonen is like your boy anime you know it's like that traditional like fucking fighty anime uh one piece yu yu Hakusho, dragon, dragon ball. ball like those are your shonen animes Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah like those are the shonen animes and so like dr stone doesn't fit into that traditional shonen anime box and maybe it's a fucking Maybe it's showing where anime is going. Maybe it's showing where shonen is going, like what the current evolution is right now. Right. Um, and you know, it's like it's not just like I don't know. Like I, it feels like we're trying to appeal to a broader audience, and we're trying to tell a bigger story than just here's our traditional like we're gonna fight until we fight more, and then we fight, and then we finally fight. And the, or you get you get like the the I call it the Dragon Ball syndrome at this point because they they've got the biggest version of it, but. I'm going to go beat this guy. Well, he got better. So I got to get that much stronger and I, just barely enough. And then three seconds later, I got to go fight this guy. So I got a new power to fight him with. Like, it, it's literally how how do I top the bigger bad than I just had? 
Yeah, and so it's just, I, I think it's really interesting in that aspect. And I think it's, I, that's what I like about it. It's not that traditional anime. Um, I mean, you can see the roadmap. You'll be like, okay, this is going to happen. Like, of course this character is going to do this. Or, of course, they're going to solve this problem. And it's not, but it's just, it's being done in a much different style, in a much different way than I'm traditionally used to. And it's it's not even, I mean, it's honestly not even the traditional anime I would watch. Like, I watch a lot of that, like, traditional shonen. I watch the fucking, I watch Fairy Tale and I watch Mecha. And I, you know, it's like, this is a different kind of style. This is a different story, in essence, right. than what I'm used to watching. And I'm really enjoying it. Like, Dr. Stone is something that, like I said earlier, I can't wait for the fucking second season to get out there. So it's been a fucking, it's been a real fucking treat. It's definitely one I'll have to check out at some point. Well, I'll tell you what else has been a real treat in 2019 that I, it was not, that's been a surprise for me. It's board gaming, man. It's uh, it's board game related. Uh, roll and rights, man. Like, oh yeah. I was never a big roll and write guy, or at least I didn't think I was. Uh, 2019, I picked up uh, Era, which is a beautiful little game. Uh, use a pegboard kind of thing for it. Uh, but it's like it's it, you roll, you get resources, and then you fucking is use those the, resources to build things. Is that the one where things. you make make the uh, the glass window basically? No, that's Sagrada, which okay. is a drafting game, which is also amazing. That was a 2018 game, okay. which I wanted to pick up an 18, but I didn't because it was sold out. <laughs> right. Um, but it's also a great fun game that I got this year. Uh, no, but it's it, rolling rights in general. Uh, I picked up a couple. I got on tour, which is that uh, I've played that yeah. one. That one was fantastic. And you know, but it's like you just all that happens in a rolling right is you roll the dice, or it's a little bit of a misnomer because you can also uh, welcome to the game where you flip cards, and then whatever the combination is, like you you use one of those combinations, and then you just you write it on your little pad and you keep going. So I've got lanterns, I've got era uh, on tour, and it was it's a genre that never really spoke to me until this year. But I picked up a couple rolling rights this year, and I I fucking loved. I've just fallen in love with the genre. I didn't realize. I didn't think I would. I didn't know I would. I really had no interest in it before this year. But I have just fucking fallen in love with the genre of rolling rights this year. I don't know if because uh, I'll go off your board games here. I don't know if this was 2019 or late 2018, but I'm gonna say KeyForge for me because I started picking it up in 2019. So I I I. I'll give you key for it. It's a 2018, but I'll give you that. Okay. It came out in November of 2018, so it came out late enough. Okay. But I so I did I didn't really start playing until maybe midsummer with you. And it's been one of my favorite games that I mean, I thing, you up. start playing it this year, so you can fucking call it. It yeah. works. Uh yeah, Keyforge is great. It's on their third series right now, Worlds Collide. Uh, I haven't actually picked up any of that yet, unfortunately. Need but to, I'll get around to I it. Need, I need to pick up one yeah, of Yeah, I want to get some well. Saurian decks. Uh, no, Keyforge has been great. Uh, Keyforge by Richard Garfield, a uh, fantastic little game that came out. I know at the end we've of last talked year. about it on this on this podcast a couple of different times. It's, it's been so it's fucking been, enjoyable. It's been a, it's been a treat, game. man. It has been a real fucking treat. Um, I mean, I would say uh, honestly, I, I mean, board gaming wise, things were great for board games this year. There were some great Kickstarters. Uh, my Cthulhu Death May Die came in. Uh, my there. my uh, damage dice. Talking about Kickstarters, those those should be coming in soon, hopefully. But those those were cool. Yeah, I mean, there has been just just games in general. Like, it was a great year for board games. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at my shelf right now, Commandos. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Century New World came out to finish up the Century Trilogy. Uh, they announced they're going to be doing the Gollum edition with uh, New World and Eastern Wonders, which is fucking awesome. Uh, Time Stories finished up, which I actually just played the first one, which came out a couple years ago. Uh, it was really fucking enjoyable. I highly recommend That's a little bit of an older game. Uh, Reavers of Midgard came out. I've only opened it up and like learned to play through, so I'm looking forward to getting that to the table. Marvel Champions came out. Uh, the card game, it's an LCG from Fantasy Flight that's been fucking incredible. Uh, I've played it so much this year so far. 
I mean, it's just board gaming in general. I would say we're probably still in the golden age of board gaming. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, there's all there, you know, people question it and they wonder and we, we do wonder. It's like, you know, I say we, you know, uh, you know, just as a community in general and just, you know, where are we right now in board gaming? Are we at the end of the tale of the golden age? Are we still in the golden age of board gaming? And I would say we most assuredly are. There are just so many great games coming out. And I mean, and this consistently year. coming out. Yeah. It's not just it's not just a, a good game here and there. It's consistently every time games come out, there's a at least a couple of good ones coming out with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, fucking terrible. O came out this year. It's a game that's from Renegade Studios. That's in essence, Tremors, the board game. But God dang, is it not fun as hell? Uh, you know, they made a Jaws board game, which is supposedly really enjoyable. And there's just so many games out there that are just fucking phenomenal. And that I just, I mean, they're all my fucking short list of game, like what I'd recommend for game of the year. And they just, they keep coming out with new things and new ideas and Gen Con keeps getting bigger, you know, and it's just, it's been a great year for board gaming. And I think that next year is only going to continue that trend. And so I'm so happy that like, I'm so happy to be a board gamer in 2019. And I mean, while I suspect I'll always be happy to be a board gamer, uh, I, I think that great this year. was a great year for board gaming in yeah. general. Like, I mean, I could, we could do an entire podcast on how great this year was for board games. So I, I've been, I, yeah, I've been very happy with that. Uh, what else, man? What else, what other shout outs you got for this one? Uh, how about some movies? Okay. Let's we see. had some, we had some good movies coming out this year. Uh, Captain Marvel, Infinity War, Spider-Man Far From Home for the Marvel, Marvel folks. I mean, I decided Endgame over Infinity War, but end good call, yeah, good call. Endgame, I, <laughs> it's late, folks. I'm giving them a it's, look like, what? It's, it's late, folks, I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine, buddy. Uh, all the Marvel movies this year were yeah. fucking great. Um, I think Endgame fucking, oh, man. Yeah, I, w- I could put Endgame at the top of a list. Like, I'm trying to think. I didn't get out to as many movies this year because I had, you know, because of Parker. We just didn't get as many date nights out to the theater. But I would say Endgame, I mean, Endgame com- like completed this 10-year fucking movie oh, yeah. quest. Well, 11-year, I guess, technically, because 10-year would have been 2008 when it started, when uh, Iron Man came out. So 11 years, but Endgame completed this just epic fucking movie adventure that I didn't even realize I was going to be on until, like, like 2012. Dude, Endgame capped Endgame off, and then... Far from home was really the the start of the the next and the the with the the end scene in that, but also the the like epilogue of Endgame. Yeah, well, I mean, Kevin Feige said Far from Home is the it's the end of Phase and, Three, yeah. and I was and I wondered, I was like, well, how can that be? Like Endgame is just this. It's because Far from Home is this. It's almost a palate cleanser. It's fun. It takes Spider Man yep. back to the basics. You know, it's like he's an awkward fucking Peter Parker trying to do things. And now he's fucking, he's Spider-Man. He's, he's dealing with being Spider-Man and being Peter and trying to figure out like who's who and how that identity fucking flies together. And it's just, it was such a wonderful little story. And then it fucking, it ended the way it ended. So you watch this great movie and then you fucking forget all about that great movie in this two minute fucking oh, end, God, yeah. like end scene. That, that end scene folks. That and was inc- that was the the twist of all twists. God, and then we have this fucking horrible moment where we're like, oh, by the way, Spider Man's not coming back to the MCU. <laughs> oh my god! And you're like, oh, what do you mean? You did what? The, no, you did the thing, and I'm not gonna get the I'm not gonna get a payoff for the thing. <laughs> and then about a month later, you you, you get you get uh, you get Spider Man himself going. No, I'm coming back. Yeah, he gets drunk and he fucking fixes it. <laughs> so it's like, oh my god, it's just this fucking nightmare scenario where we're not going to get Spider Man back in the MCU after an ending like that. Right. After you have fucking you know Mysterio going, Peter Parker, Parker is Spider Man. You know he's a fucking. Boy and you have J Jonah Jameson. 
you have J.K. Simmons back as J. Jonah Jameson. Because at this point, I don't know who else could play J. Jonah Jameson. I don't know, man. And I mean, oh, God, it was just so scary. And then they finished it. And you're like, oh, God, they fixed it. We're going to be okay. We're going to be, we're going to get this fucking. We're going to get there. 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 (laughs) To a weird extent, though, it's also almost a jeer for this, though. Like a cheer and a jeer tomorrow. Because as a result, I'm very excited for Black Widow. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's going to be a 2020. And we'll talk about that in our 2020 aspect later. Um, Not this episode. But, not this episode. Yeah, you know, not this episode. <laughs> but as excited as I am for Black Widow, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, Black Widow. Like, I'm not fucking like on pins and needles. Like, right. You know, like I don't, I don't want to die in the near future. But like, Endgame. Like, I saw Infinity War in 18. And I was like, I cannot fucking die. Right. I can't. Then, I can't go until I see Endgame. Yeah, it's like like Black Widow doesn't have that fucking I cannot fucking die aspect like feel to me. I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'm gonna really enjoy that. I'm gonna go see it. And it's gonna be weekend. a show, correct? It's gonna be a movie. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's a movie. Okay, I'm, Did you watch I'm the getting. Trailer? A, I I have not, but I'm. Well, getting you gotta a couple, get on that boy. Yeah, I'm getting a couple of things mixed up then to to that. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna get uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as the TV show next year. Okay. And I mean, like I said, it's fucking. It's gonna be great. I know it's gonna be great. Scarlett Johansson's in it. David Harbour. It's gonna be fucking phenomenal. But, like, for me, I'm not, like, I'm just, I'm like, <sighs> like, I feel like I have breathing room for Marvel movies again. Right. And then I feel like, honestly, this entire Phase 4 is going to be that for me, because I'm like, ah, Shang-Chi, that'll be cool, The Eternals. All right, that'll right. yeah, be sure. fun. Whatever. But, like, I don't feel like, I'm like, man, you know what, I fucking, I fucking need this movie, and I, if this movie doesn't, ah, because, like, Captain Marvel, I'm like, how's it going to tie into Endgame? Oh, fuck, you didn't, but you fucking tricked me, but it was good. And then Endgame, I'm like, ah, and then I'm like, now Spider-Man, my favorite fucking character. So, of course, like, 19, I was like, I need them all. Right. And then, like, I'm like, all right, now I'm, like, 20, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'll get Eternals, and I'll get fucking uh, Black Widow. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I don't have to, like, fucking, like, white-knuckle it to the fucking, like, to, like, April this year. Right. I'm like, okay, but cool. I with, just that, kinda... with that being said, I hope, I hope, you know, those movies pull out that, that white-knuckle ending where you're like, I need to get to the next movie. Um, I mean, I think that, like, I do think they will. I do think, like I said, it's not that I'm not, like, I feel like saying not excited is a, it's a bit of a misnomer. I, I'm, like, I can't wait for it. Like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good movie. And I really am looking forward to it. But like I said, it's, it's not that fucking, but like. But you're not white-knuckling it to get there. You're not, you're not stressed that you you have to see it. Yeah. Like, Even the, with that twist at the end of Spider-Man, I didn't walk out going, I need the next movie fucking now. Right. Like, in a weird way, it almost feels like fucking Marvel, like, let me go. They're like, just go back into the world, young one. You'll come back. Yes. Like, we'll be back. Let's take some time apart. And, like, so I'm like, all right, cool. Thank you. You know, it's like, we're not, get, we didn't get a November Marvel movie. We don't have to worry about any of that. And, like, the next Marvel movie that, like, for me, that I'm fucking, I'm totally stoked about is going to be Doctor Strange and the Mansions of Madness. And we're not going to have that for a couple years. So, like I said, it's not, like I said, not, and it's not even Endgame's fault. It's not Marvel's fault. It's just, like, yeah. like I, here's the breathing room. So, it's almost like a jeer to it that I feel like I need that breathing room, too, right. though. You know, it's like, ah. So, but, oh, yeah, Marvel movies are fucking, I, um, yeah, man, it's going to be great, dude. It's going to be fucking great. That it is. Absolutely, it is. I, I tell you what, one of one of the movies that I I actually I really enjoyed, and I know you know I really enjoyed this, and I know it didn't get a lot of uh, a lot of. A lot Listen, of, man, we're not talking Undercover Brother no, a no, second no, no, time no. in the no, set. no 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 no. I'm talking uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. That was a I, for me that was a great movie. That was a great. It was a monster mash of monsters, and it was fantastic. And I I mean I love my my big giant monster movies, and. Like I know we're getting Kong versus Godzilla next year. 
And is it next year? I, it's supposed to be next year, I think. I think so. I think, I think some no test footage ever. or something just revealed, just came out. Ah, uh, all right, man. I'm going to give this to you because, hey, I know how much you love kaiju movies. Uh, let me say that King of the Monsters was a fucking train wreck. That was very fun to ride. Yes. Um, the human story, much like the uh, much like the last Godzilla movie, I, I don't think that the people who make the movies yet realize that I'm not there for the human story. Right. Um, they need give me, give me monster versus monster. Yeah, the problem. All is, I really so need. Legendary fucking did it really well, mm-hmm. where they gave me Pacific Rim. They opened with awesome fucking shit in Pacific Rim. They then gave me like yeah, forty-ish minutes fucking human story, and then I had like a half an hour of awesome fucking mech combat in Pacific Rim, and then I had like all right, we'll fucking do some more human shit. We'll kind of close that shit, that story shit up a little bit, and then we have an underwater combat in Pacific Rim, and Godzilla King of the Monsters was like, hey man, here's some family fucking drama that you care about. I didn't. <laughs> um, oh yeah, nah man, fucking uh, Eleven's parents are really sad because her brother got killed in LA and they blame Godzilla, unreasonably so I believe. He wasn't the fucking like radioactive Mewtwo monster that fucking killed, destroyed LA. Right. He saved LA so I feel it's very unreasonable to blame Godzilla. But whatever. Oh, and here's Dad and he's a, a Animal uh, photographer, or something but man, like that. he. Let me tell you, that's the guy that's gonna get us to track let me, guns. Let me just wait, say what? the only the only thing about the human story in that in that whole movie, and I love this movie because of the monsters. The only human part I love about this movie is when they actually blow up the the ice for King Ghidorah to to come out, and then you actually have King Ghidorah versus Godzilla. Yeah, and I mean, like, God, they killed. Was it was Sally Fields the woman they killed? Like, they just fucking offer with fucking Ghidra. Yeah, I, I think it was Sally Fields. I think mean, it's Sally Fields. Like, I mean, they bring these like big actors in. They just fucking ice Sally. Like, yeah, they just, just fucking you're dead, man. Well, Which I'm like, wow, that's fucking shitty. But it's like I don't care. And then it's like at the end, like then the end of the movie, it's like, oh well, I'm gonna use this fucking magic box that talks to the monsters, which were never like. It's just there was so like all here's all they need. Here, like straight up, here's the story. Hey, man, um, Charles Dance is a fucking terrorist, uh-huh. and uh, he's gonna blow up the fucking ice. Cool. Like awesome, man. open with that shit. Yeah. I don't, like, give I, me that. I didn't like. You don't even need to give me that much fucking. Like Charles Dance was a fucking eco terrorist, and he's gonna do this shit, and uh, he's gonna blow up the ice. All right, cool. And then he's uh oh, he's gonna destroy some other shit. I don't know, man. Like I don't know what other shit he's gonna destroy, right. but he's gonna destroy some other shit. Fuck it, why not? But the the visuals in this movie, and like I this is this to me is the the avatar of that people used to talk about. Like the visuals in this movie for me were so amazing to to watch Rodan with with fire coming off his ass to watch Mothra just that that beautiful beautiful butterfly I think I mean I think the visual like I said I'm not I'm not knocking that part at all again I could care less about the human and that's the problem like they're making us watch this two and a half hour movie and I'm like listen man I don't I just want the monsters it's like legendary produced Pacific Rim and like they got they had a big problem with the second Pacific Rim I was like god damn you are fucking putting way too much focus into this human element which is garbage go back to the fucking monsters and the robots fighting and like that's all we really need like those old movies they were like oh shit like ah there's some science and uh there's uh space aliens coming Oh no, they're taking over. Godzilla's fighting their monster. Right. Yeah, Godzilla beat their monster. Fuck you, space aliens. Godzilla's victory gives us victory. Yes. Like I don't I don't need this fucking amazing like I what they did was like I don't need this shit. I don't care. Oh no, the mom has to make up. Like why are you fucking betraying everyone? Like you you want the monsters to come out like cuz you're you're mad? Like 
Like, there's just... It's such a and fucking... The the human element of that movie jumped around so much. And it wasn't even, like, a straight story. It jumped from terrible plotline to terrible plotline to terrible plotline with these humans that I didn't care about. But it got me to the monsters, and that's all I cared about. Yeah, well, it's like, oh, Godzilla's coming. Like, why did Godzilla go visit the base? Like, why is he glowing? And then he visits the base, and then they follow him, and then they go to Atlantis, and they gotta fucking give him, like, radioactive... I, I mean... All right, cool. Like you're the only like you got to send the fucking the minority in there to do that. <laughs> like it was like that's what happens. What? You know, blow them up. That'll fucking fix it. Wait, what? That's gonna fix it. You're gonna blow them. Okay. Okay. Oh shit, we overloaded him, and then like at the end, he's not dead. Like he was. What? Yeah. Like that was a plot. Like oh, he's melting down. Oh, don't worry, he's better now. Yeah. What? It was. Yeah. The, again. The human nah. element was terrible in that movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like, it's still, it's th- still a much better movie than the the first Godzilla in the series because you had. I mean, it seems like five a better... minutes of uh, like twenty. It was like twenty minutes of Godzilla in this two and a half. Oh yeah, man! Movie. I was like, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Four of that was his foot. Yeah, it was like uh, Garth Edwards or whatever. I think uh, was the whatever his name was was the uh, I think it's Garth Edwards was the uh, director of the first Godzilla, and it, well that Godzilla, and it was like. All right, this this is waiting for Godzilla, man. Like, I want I want Big G to show up. Yeah. Like, you're showing me more of these giant cockroach dudes. You know, they're Mutus. Like, why isn't anyone calling them cockroaches? They look right. like cockroaches. You don't want to say cock? Is that the problem? <laughs> like, bring some of those characters. I guess if you're going to fucking do a human element, I guess bring some of those characters back and, like, yeah. fucking do something. Don't give me this fucking, like, oh, I lost my son in L.A. and I was not happy. Now I'm taking pictures of, of cheetahs and shit. And now I'm going to go help these people figure out Godzilla and... Like whoa, whoa, what? what? Yeah, but I mean it's better than food fight. It sounds like oh god so. yes, food yeah. fight was. Awful. I'm still so happy that we found the line for you. <laughs> like it makes me makes me happy to know that we found that for you. Oh man, like that's my favorite part. Like Undercover Brother, great movie. Food fight. Uh, I didn't 1% say it was different. great. I said it was okay. I feel like if we replay the tape. I can find great. I did not say great. I said it's an okay movie. It is not a great movie. It is an okay movie. Oh man, it is not the best movie I've ever seen. It is not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. For the record, I'm gonna go back and replay the tape <laughs> now, just because now I'm curious. I want him to say great, so I can send him a message. You'll be like, hey man, go to a uh, minute whatever, and uh, boom. And, uh, you know, that leads into, like, the last... I mean, there's lots of shit I'm very happy about in 2019. But I'm really happy we finally fucking put, like, fucking just rubber to asphalt and started doing a podcast. Yes. Like, that's we, been fucking amazing. Like, we've been saying for years we were going to do it, and we wanted to do it. And we had the video channel for a while, which hopefully we can resurrect and bring back. But I love what we're doing. I love this so much. It's fun. It's talk show format. I mean, like... People are enjoying it, man. It seems to be a, I mean, and that's that's been phenomenal for us. It really, this is just this is just us bullshitting for two hours, and you guys listening, and it's been fantastic. But yeah, man, like it's been one of my favorite fucking things to do this year. Like I, we've been doing this. This is our eleventh fucking episode. Uh, we've been we, doing this for about 14 weeks, I would say, because we took yeah, a couple weeks we, off. We took about a three-week break because of mostly because um, of illness. You know, it's like we had a we had an idea for it. It started. It kind of changed a little bit. We lost Sarge because he just he changed jobs and he got busy. And I mean, you know, it really sucks to lose Eric in that aspect. Uh, maybe he'll come back. We we want to bring him back as a special guest sometime, or at least just bring him back to like kind of you know like talk, update a little bit. We've also talked <laughs> about you know maybe in the future we'll have. We'll have like John come on and, and yeah, man. Like I mean, there's so we much. We had we had a night. It was Friendsgiving. We had sat here for like three hours just talking 
And we were like, we should have fucking recorded this shit. Yeah, if we would have been smart, especially because then we would have had an episode that week for when I went to the fucking oh, hospital. God, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I wish we would have. Um, but, I mean, I've done John's show a couple times now. And so we got to get him over here so that he can do uh, fucking Call of the Crow. Yep. And just cross-promote a little bit. But, like, it's definitely, it's it's been a fucking real pleasure. And, like, just being able to, like, kind of talk and, like, hey, here's our thoughts and my views. Like, it's been a real, like, just, like, getting to do, like, fucking theater at Spring Hill and, like, getting that fucking outlet. Oh, yeah. this, like, I mean, this is what I really enjoy. And this is, I mean, what I wish I could do with my life. Like, I mean, I you always see shit like uh, Dice Tower does shit or, I don't know, like, Tantrum House or fucking Geek and Sundry. I'm like, God, man, like, I wish my career or my life would have fucking like went one of those ways right like i don't think this is going to be the i don't think this is the catalyst that fucking like gets me a fucking like million jillion fucking subscribers on youtube or like would pay the bills like i don't think but i like it's so nice to be able to like just say that we're doing something with this and it's it's not just something it's something productive i I, and i really feel like that because at least for us, it's very productive. It's very productive just to sit down and go, hey, did you hear about what happened this week? And and for me, it's it's great to go, I didn't hear, tell me all about it. And what? I get to listen to, to my best buddy ta- telling me, you know, fucking uh, this happened this week and, and this is how we need to talk about it and this is how we need to view it. Or, you know, hey, I get to tell you, hey, you know, Legends of the Hidden Temple's coming back. It's like, and then you get to tell me, dude it's coming back on on quibi i don't know about this and i'm like and you tell me about quibi yeah then you have to learn about quibi oh and i'm like well no i definitely think it man it's fun to be able to sit down and touch base like i mean i know like you live in my basement or like i don't know i mean my basement's nice a nice finished basement your room's not finished but you know the fucking rest of the basement it's pretty much just your room that's not finished actually pretty much but it's not bad it's It's no, it's it's fairly finished. It's yeah, you know, but it's like you know some some, some unfortunate you know cir- circumstances. What I was gonna say, situations, circumstances, and I wasn't sure where it was going. But you know, some unfortunate circumstances kind of kind of moved you into my uh, my my den of uh, my den of geekery. Yep. But you know, hey, you know, it's been like, and but we don't see each other a lot. Like we work different shifts, which sucks. And you know, you work other weekends, and like it's always it always feels like when I'm going out of town, it's like, hey, man, I'm going out of town that weekend. You're off. Sorry. Right. Like, it always just feels like that's kind of how but, it I mean, fucking and it just, sticks. It, that's, that's kind of how we've always been, though. Like, hey, you want to do something this weekend? I'm going out of town this weekend. All right, that happens. Yeah, but it's cool because I know, like, with the exception of a couple weeks now, like, you know, for 11 weeks, we've sat down and we've touched base. I mean, I'm going to be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Or, you know, we've been able to kind of, like... Even, ma- just, even just, like, our opening bullshit of, of this, you know, stuff that we've been doing for the last week. Like this is what I've been doing this last week. How? Do, what do you think of that? This is what you've been doing. Yeah. Here's what I think. And that's really like I think it's really nice. I really it's enjoy definitely that. Definitely cathartic. Yeah, it's like you get to kind of talk about what you're doing, and it's like a safe environment. Like where I mean, we're in the fucking basement. There's a cat and a Cthulhu statue around us. Right. Like I mean, you know, it's a good fucking time. And I'd be like, oh, this is what I've got coming up, and this is what I'm doing, and this is what I really hope. And I mean, it's cool because you know we can also kind of put down like this is what we think's gonna happen, and this is where. Like I don't know. Like maybe we'll make the maybe we'll make a cool fucking call sometime, and we'll right. be right. Or maybe someone will call in, or we'll get a guest or something. And it'll be fucking sweet, you know. Man. Like you never know. Like we almost we almost had a guest once, and we then did, just, it just I got uh, I fucking broke my ankle. No, you got the we got that sick. was the violent violent yeah, illness. We got that sick, that and then just horrible shit. But it's like, you know, it's just it's a fact. It's a chance for us to fucking just kind of geek out in like a fun environment, and then put it out there and hope that other people enjoy like geeking out with us. 
So I mean, it's been, I mean, everyone that's listened seems to be enjoying it. I've not heard anyone that's, you know, said, hey, I'm not going to listen to that anymore. That yeah. was terrible. I don't know. To an extent, it's kind of sad that we haven't gotten that yet. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I feel like we make it when we get, like, a terrible review. Or, like, someone's like, man, these guys are fucking shitbags. I'm like, yeah, they fucking hated us. <laughs> you listened. You listened enough to hate us. Like, I remember, I think that's it was, weird, like. That's a weird thought. But, yeah, I, I agree. Well, I mean, like, I don't, and I don't want that to be, like, the, you know, the fucking norm. But I remember, like, one of our first fucking comments, it was after we, we put out probably, like, 20 or 30 videos on YouTube. Uh-huh. Someone found, like, came across one of our videos, and they were like, man, the fat one fucking sucks, and I'll break the little one with a pencil. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, man, people gave us, like, shitty trolly comments. Cool. It, it, you know you've made it when someone's trolling you. Yeah, like, like I mean, that's... That's terrible, but it's true. And I, you know, I'm not, like, fucking sitting here like, hey, guys, I really hope you give us a shitty review or a shitty comment. It's just, like, I mean, I don't mind them. Like, they don't bug. Like, I've said before, I'm doing this because I enjoy it and it's fun. Right. So this is, like, what I put out there. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, if I can stand by right now. So so this has been, like, this is, podcast has definitely been one of my favorite things of 2019. Absolutely. I'm hoping, like, 2020, like, we can get some, you know, we can get some actual YouTube channel, like, video content going and... I don't know, man. Maybe like uh, maybe we'll get you to a Gen Con this year with us. That you know, would I don't be know. Fantastic. Maybe you'll be able. To, I tell you, man, it's uh, tickets are about to go on sale. It's going to be pretty reasonable. Like, I mean, it's like a hundred and some dollars to get a weekend ticket. You go out for the weekend. Your hotel is going to be like three or three hundred and some change at this point. It's not bad though. Me, patches, Aaron. Aaron. It's fun, man. It's a good weekend. It's a real good weekend. If it's your off weekend, it works out well for you. It's only a couple of days of vacation, right? Um, but you know, it's, it's like not, it's a few days of vacation that I'm still ready to take. I mean, I would say it's one of my favorite fucking things to do a year. Like, I like taking my family vacation and like seeing like you know going off with my wife and Parker and usually Shayla and doing something. But man, I fucking going to Gen Con three years have been fucking phenomenal. Like, I can't. I hope I do it for another three, twelve, twenty. Like, it's such a fun time. So yeah, it's like uh, you know, it's it's been a good year, man. Like overall, in all seriousness, like the podcast and gaming and movies and geekery. Like right now. Of all the time to be alive on this fucking planet. To be we're, geeky and alive. Yeah, like, we're alive at the time with fucking Baby Yoda and fucking people are hating on Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, which I don't know if it's going to be good or not. I haven't seen it yet. I might see it in... I'll see it in the near future. <laughs> as much as I'm like, ah, I might not go see it in theaters, I'm going to fucking see it in theaters, Commandos. Right. But it's like, you know I mean? That's the fucking time we live in, though. Like, we have this shit. We have Watchmen. That was fucking phenomenal. And we have all these great board games and these great anime. And they're all at our fucking fingertips. So it's like, I mean, as Dr. Manhattan would say, man, it's a thermodynamic fucking miracle that all our ancestors fucked at the right time to get us to sit in front of this computer and to tell you about how cool it is that our ancestors fucked at the right time. <laughs> and the fact that we can just sit here and tell you this without being, you know, completely censored and completely destroyed for for doing that because we're in the right place at the right time to do so how fucking cool man i i love it man we're in a good place in 2019 there's a lot of shit out there don't get me wrong but fuck man there's a lot of beautiful cool shit as well so the world the world is a terrible place but there's a lot of beauty in the world as well i agree man there's definitely a lot of fucking sweet shit and if you're a geek man there's a lot of good fucking things to be alive for right now oh yeah uh, my man, I feel like that's a pretty somber, good way to fucking end the episode I, right You know, there. I feel like you're right. So, uh, I mean, with that, um, really hope that if you enjoyed it, that you're going to give us, uh, we're going to, you're going to give us a rating. Nice five-star review, hopefully, or oh, tell us what you like, wonderful. dislike, uh, you know. Uh, tell you, us, here, how about this? If you're listening, send us a message. Send us a message about how your 2019, what was great for your 2019. Tell you what, man, this is actually how we'll do it. So I was going to do something else, but uh, let's do it this way. 
rate a review. Put it up on our uh, on iTunes, and if you if you're not listening to this on iTunes, that's okay. Uh, put it post it onto the Chrome Commando page. Uh, just a, a review of what you think of us so far. Um, and at the I am gonna say mid January. So uh, every review that's in by let me look at my calendar really quick, Commandos. But every review that we have in by January, I'm gonna say 19th. That's a Sunday. That is one month away. January 19th. So every review in by January 19th, uh, we are. I'm gonna look through. Uh, we're gonna put your name in a drawing, and then just two of them. We're not gonna fucking pick our favorites. We're gonna pick just two, two. names out of a hat, and we're gonna fucking. That's who's gonna get bone. That's how we're gonna give this bone issues away. Okay. So, I'm down with that. Yeah, I was originally gonna do something good, else. Good review, bad review, mediocre review. Don't care. It'll it'll get you entered. Yeah, so uh, put it on Apple, uh, put it on iTunes, so that way we have a fucking some written reviews, and uh, or and or you could also put it on as well, um, or if you're not on Apple iTunes, uh, just put it on our pod on our page, Crow and Commandos. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, just let us know what we can do better. Let us know what you like. Uh, but really, I mean, focus on like what you actually think of us. Like, if you think we're dog shit, we need to know. It's your chance to win fucking bone though. So hey, right. how cool is that? So hopefully we get some good entries, we get some good feedback, and we're able to kind of tailor this show towards what you guys want. Um, with that, you can also reach us at crowingcommandos at gmail.com. You can find us, like I said, on Facebook at crowingcommandos. You can find me on Instagram at crowingcommandorooster. Uh, it's been a lot of Christmas lights recently and just things I've been doing with my son, but hey, it's fun. And uh, with that, I'll give you the... Uh, will you have any uh, any final thoughts? Uh, just, I think we've said it all tonight, just... Get, uh, let us know what you think and and tell us how you're doing. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us what, what all's going on in the geeky world that we might be missing. Yeah, man, you can send news tips and shit too, man. I'd love to yeah, hear them. Yeah, we love that because we can't always get them all. Yeah, we're lazy, man. I don't want to do the work. Right. Um, with that, guys, let's give you a quote. <clears throat> you cannot hide from danger. Death floats on the air, creeps through the window, comes with the handshake of a stranger. If we stop living because we fear death, then we have already died. From Rastlin Majir, the Soul Forge in the Dragonlance universe. With that, Commandos, as always, thank you guys so much for listening to us. This is Rooster. And Squiggles. Signing out. See ya! Thanks, Nate, for that awesome intro. And good job, Rooster and Squiggles, for that beautiful outro. And with that, we wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy Kwanzaa, an amazing Hanukkah, a Festivus, or whatever you celebrate, we wish that it's fan-fucking-tastic, Commandos. We love you guys. See we'll see you next week.